connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. In Colorado, there is only one place that has the best selection of collectibles, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. For over 27 years, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics has been the ultimate destination for collectors. They have a wide selection of hard-to-find coins, action figures, role-playing cards. You can go over there and get yourself a copy of Dominion uh, and sports memorabilia. Hey, Peyton Manning's a Bronco. I was there yesterday. They have a signed Peyton Manning jersey. And, of course, they've got comics, which is what I go there for. All their back issues are half off. On Saturday, all dollar issues are only 50 cents. And if you sign up for a hold slot, you'll get 20% off graphic novels and comics. So stop by 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. And with that, welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2017 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me is James and Zach. And Brad is living it up in Seattle at Geek Bowl. Across the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So good for him. And if it, it, it means that unfortunately we are going Uncle to postpone. Uh, well, the, no. The reason oh. we have to postpone the nerdies is because. Brad's not here. James, if we say something cooler, like we oh. ha- that we've had so many people vote that it's taking us longer to tally the votes than we previously we should, decided. No, 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 no. It's because you know we we are an institution of quality and standards, and we want to make sure that nothing gets incorrectly read. Mm-hmm. We don't want. We want to make sure that only the right movies are awarded properly. Oh, so I see we what are, you're doing. Now. We are we're <laughs> auditing all of our envelopes yes. and making sure that everything is read and properly. We make, and we'll make Warren sure Warren Beatty is not being allowed in the door in the building. We made sure that Price Waterhouse was not allowed to tabulate that these is, votes. Yeah, especially <laughs> Warren Beatty. And I do kind of feel bad for Warren Beatty. Poor guy, because he was reading. His, and I thought he was being funny. But after he tells a story and you go back and look, it's like, no, he's trying to figure out what the hell he had, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's an Academy member, like like a part of the governors. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he, he has a stake in this. Like, if he's trying to figure out what's going on, like, he had a serious look on his face. Faye Dunaway is the one who was just like, I don't care, Warren. I'm just here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're both in their 80s. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, they have they have the right to go back home and eat granola. Maybe they should just have, like, Justin Timberlake present awards or something. I don't know. I think he just didn't like Moonlight, and he was like, this is my chance. You know what? Fuck it. I want it to be La La Land. I'm going to see what I can pull off. For I am Warren Beatty, and I command <laughs> the world. 
<laughs> Except I can't make a hit movie anymore. <laughs> Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. Uh, this week, we went and saw Logan. Yeah. One yes. last ride. Mm-hmm. That's not the subtitle. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was at the beginning. I thought it was one last time. But... No, because he's... the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's on the horse and he's like, one last ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really cool because he's Hugh Jackman and I'm not. I know. Um, yeah, I missed last week because my little doggy Reggie died. Aww. So if Poor you don't guy. hear someone shaking his collar and <laughs> during our show, that's because Reggie's no longer with us. Yeah. Poor little guy. I know. It sucked. Like, Was he around before we started the podcast? No. no. Just like uh, yeah. pretty much about a year after we started it, I think. So yeah. I, I had him for... Almost exactly, a little over exactly four years. Uh, we got him like three days. Our th- anniversary of getting him was three days before he died. Aww. So, but it's weird. He got diagnosed with diabetes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm high fiving yourself. No, it's fine. And uh, so he he went in Friday and he was fine. He got his first insulin shot in the morning on Saturday when we went out with um, the ladies. And we came back, and he, like, threw up on the floor. Like, huh, I wonder if he's okay. So my wife's like, oh, maybe he needs more insulin, and you know, because he's supposed to get it twice a day, and it gives him an appetite. The thing with insulin is just give him more. Yeah, pretty much. So she... Uh, That's so no, not he, how insulin works. No, I mean, he was scheduled for the insulin. Okay. Yeah. So then he wouldn't eat, and then he just kept on getting, like, weird. And in the morning, he had an appointment anyways. It wasn't until 11... And we woke up, and my wife is getting ready for work, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, there's something not right with this guy. And then, yeah, he had, like, a total organ failure, oh, like, oh, later man. in the day. Yeah, oh, it's weird. Guy. He had a lot of things wrong with him, so hopefully, yep. you know. So, we, uh, so yeah, that's the second time I've had to. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Good job, buddy. Second time I've had to put a dog down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great thing when you have to sign that paper. Oh, um, man. But you know what? It's all right. Yeah, Life probably, goes for, on. probably for the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. I mean, right. The doctor <laughs> says, well, we can do other tests and probably keep him, you know, in the hospital for five days. I was like, dude, he's got one eye. He's got an autoimmune disease and he's super diabetic. Yeah. And he has like tons of organs failing. Um, right. Yeah. Like if, if that was me, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and take the, the short as, ride here. As the man once said, there's your sign. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, that's why I wasn't here last week. So thanks for holding down the fort. It's weird. No problem. I think I did something like 60-something episodes in a row. Yeah. Maybe even more. I haven't yeah. missed an episode in a long time, and then yeah. I missed two in three weeks. It's, it's weird. Right. It happens. How was, happens uh, how was Disneyland? It was fun. Good. Yeah, Kellen was good. Uh, Kellen went and experienced his first movie this last week. He went and saw Lego Batman. Awesome. I nice. guess I should say in the theater. Yes, right. He has seen you know yeah, jo- he, Jurassic Park. He, and Jurassic World. He loves them. Um, <laughs> you know, I was really nervous because I didn't know if he could sit, like, you know, in a theater. And be still. Exactly. And so I didn't know what I was going to do with him last uh, Saturday, was it? I don't remember when I took him. Um, Saturday, maybe it was Monday. Yeah, I think it was the day after Reggie passed away. And I think it was Monday. So I looked at the, uh, uh, the bowls because before noon it's like five dollars a mo- ticket sure. and i looked and there's nobody else for the lego batman movie at 10 i was like i'll take him to that one because mm-hmm. if he runs around he's a little butthead at least he's not bothering anybody right so we get there and he asks for popcorn and he sits there and i try to time it so as soon as we walked in the movie started mm-hmm. okay and i actually 
walked in when it's like one last thing when you go to AMC's and little stupid dot things bounce around. Oh gosh! I was like, oh, I did it right. Um, and he it came on, and uh, he watched the whole movie. Wow! <laughs> yeah, didn't move. That's cool. He was like into it. Oh yeah, and he would him. talk, and he said, "Watch out for the Joker." It was really funny. <laughs> Aww. Um, yeah. So, and, yeah, and you said, "Don't talk in the movie." <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So now I feel better. You know, Spider-Man comes out in four months. By the time it rolls around, he'll be a little more mature. Yeah, um, you can take him out. You know, second or third week it's out. And, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'll see it a couple times opening week. Oh, of but, course. Yeah, yeah. I just realized well, you'll be I, living in the theater. Yeah, right. I actually <laughs> took that week off, not realizing <laughs> because my my wife's family actually has a family reunion in Tennessee Fourth of July weekend. So I took it off. I was like, oh, I'll just take an extra two days off because Brad's birthday is on the 9th and he's doing that cool thing. So I'm like, I'll just take it all off. Fuck it. And then I'll yeah. be able to watch Spider-Man a bunch. Oh, that's a good idea. I should try to take that day off for his birthday. Yep. yep. Speaking of uh, why I took that week off, too, because Denver Comic Con is happening. And speaking of a guest announcement, Denver Comic Con, Weird Al Yankovic will be at Denver Comic Con. Oh, that is strange. So cool. But awesome. Man. Uh, he, I was reading his little like blurb that he had for the con and he guess he's going to be doing panels and photo ops is he going to be performing at all or I'm just doing he con would. stuff yeah i would think for sure you'd, you'd you'd you know at least if he's game you'd you know yeah. get him to do something so you know brad right away says oh we won't get an opportunity you know how brad is always right defeat us def- def- defeat us yeah so i'm like fuck that dude i'm going to email chris right now yeah yeah hey if you need someone to do weird owl panel let me know yeah That'd be and cool. then I'm going to force Brad to do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so Just sit do... here, Brad. You don't even need to talk. And then I'm going to ask. I'm sure Weird Al's a cool guy. I'm going to see oh, him get like, yeah. backseat seat, uh, photos or something. Yeah. <gasps> you could tell him the cute story about how you and I went to the same like, yeah. movie like 10 years before we met. <laughs> it's adorable. And if we do get that, I, I was actually thinking this year, too, when I do Sorry. panels, <laughs> I, I think I am going to bring James with me at the beginning. Yeah. Because I think it'd be cool if we did do like backstage photos. Oh, sure. Where we're about to go on and, you know, because I was thinking like last year I'm sitting hanging out with Ralph Macchio and C. Thomas Howell and all anyone has to go on is that I said it happened. Right. Well, and we need evidence. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they were in the room, they know I was out there. But right. If they went to the panel, they were like, oh, yeah, he, he totally hosted. But I have so many stories of, you know, like James Marsters hugging me. And, and how good he smells. I know I got to do his panel this year. I hope I hope that for our 300th episode, there is a super cut of how many times you've told the story of how good James Marsters tells. Uh, you know what? If we can figure that out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like remixed or something like that. Like, it's like he smells, he smells, he smells. <laughs> so good. Dude, he does. I'm telling you. Someone else should do his panel so they know I'm not a liar. <laughs> um, uh, James Marsters, I'm here to do your panel. Um, can I hug you and smell you? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I swear to Goodness, if I get his panel, I'm going to tell that story. Yeah. I'm going to ask if I can tell a story. Yeah. And he's a cool guy. I'm sure he'll let me. Yeah. Um, I'll say, it's a funny story, too. <gasps> you need to get the Eliza Dushku panel and smell her. Dude, if I get Eliza Dushku, <laughs> I've almost that done creepy. every Buffy. Uh, yeah, except for, I mean, except for Buffy and Xander. Yeah, well, Xander was supposed to be there like three years, and he yeah. keeps on getting arrested. So. Aww. <laughs> it's, it wouldn't be so sad if it wasn't true. I know. It's <laughs> terrible. So, oh. yeah. So, uh, just a reminder, you can log on to DenverComicCon.com to purchase your tickets. Very, very few three-day tickets are left. Um, I think they're actually out of the uh, VIP ones. So, they're going fast. Make sure you get them. Uh, you can purchase. I don't think they've put out, like, the photo opportunity stuff yet. Sure. 
But I know uh, I know Weird Al's doing them, and I think uh, we should, you know, split that $45 and let Brad get a picture with Weird Al. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Because I think it's only 45 bucks for a picture. When, when oh, we wow. were at that concert, I was so close I could have wiped the sweat off of all of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could have reached out and touched all of the That's sweat. That's so funny. I think me and Brad were, like, in the fifth row or something. Yeah. I was in maybe the 30th, but there was one point on one song where he came down an aisle and sat in yeah. the chair yeah, right that behind was, uh, us. I Want to Be Your Lover. Yes. See, yeah. I remember that. I also remember that concert. Uh, I don't know if James remembers when he did, like, the I request. Was like 11. He asked for a request, and me, Brad, and... I forget who else went with us. We stood up and chanted one more minute. Yeah. He's like, all right, one more minute. <laughs> um, so it was great. So I do have, and I love Weird Al. So yeah. another reason to go. Yeah. Um, so cool. I'm hoping too that it's going to be a Buffy like 20th anniversary kind of thing. Cause they already have a few Buffy people. That'd be sweet. And I hope George comes back cause he's drawing an issue of Buffy coming up again. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. I have a really good idea for something I want George's to do, but I'll, I'll save it when we get there. Yep. Yeah. I know I got to think of another Spider-Man. You know, I maybe should have him do Spider-Man. You know, I have him. I've have him. That's Green true. Goblin, him the do... Shocker and Gwen Stacy. <laughs> you got to the Shocker before you got to. Well, because he's. Uh, so... Would you do Spider-Man? Well, because I mean, how many people commission a Shocker? No, agreed, agreed. <laughs> you know, no, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, because I also want a Satana. So that's going to be. I'm going to get a Satana commission, and uh, something else. I don't know yet. Oh man, they're all so cool. I know. You know how that all started is he's like, oh, that Gwen Stacy sucks. You can have it. I know. He didn't even sign it originally. He's like, oh, I guess I should sign it. (laughs) Oh, they're all so good. Anyway, cool. And yeah, he's a nice guy. And what's really cool with him, if you guys, if people ever go to cons with him, uh, he charges only $50 for a head sketch. I know. It's crazy. Uh, If you do a whole body, I think it's $150. Yeah. But that's not even that bad. Yeah. So, I mean, support him. And if you get his sketchbook for ten bucks, he draws a sketch on the sketchbook for you. Yeah, so awesome. That I forgot to get my sketchbook that I bought from him last year. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shoot. Well, I'm sure he still got some. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. And he does so much for me. I'm like, eh. Right. So if someone got a sketchbook with a gentleman on it, that's mine. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Man. Yeah. What I do? With oh, that? poor Mickey stopped. That's all right. We have you know about eight more episodes. <laughs> Oh man, cool, cool, cool. Um, so you know, now we're talking about Comic Con, a subject or a segment that's kind of gone away that I haven't done in a while, that I want to kind of bring back slowly and get people excited about other things that have influenced my life. Movie stats? Uh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. It's uh, comic books you should be reading. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Now, usually I'm like, oh, this new issue of Spider-Man is really good. Now, this is still in the Spider-Man family, <laughs> but it's a really good comic. It's Spider-Woman, and it's written by Dennis Hopeless and drawn by Javier Lopez or Veronica Fish. And it deals with Jessica Drew becoming a newly single mom and mm. uh, fighting bad guys with a reformed bad guy, the Porcupine. Yeah, a real bad guy who is really lame. <laughs> um, but it's a really fun little book, and the art in it's amazing. Uh I think it might have been canceled because oh, of my shit. last few previews or hasn't been in like a new issue of it. Yeah. So, and they haven't said, but usually that means it's <laughs> no more, um, but it's really well done. And I think if you are looking for a spider person book that has some baggage, but it's really easy to pick up and read uh, spider woman's really good. 
How sexy are the covers? I only read sexy Spider Woman covers. Well, they they got rid of those uh, super sexy ones. Uh, for the for the record, I'm, I'm, I'm I know. Being There's sarcastic. actually a really funny. Uh, I felt I felt dirty about that as soon as I said it. <laughs> There's a really funny joke in an issue of that where because she changed her costume, it's like this leather red and black leather jacket. She has these goggles. That oh, help cool. Her. Uh, she's like a spy, basically. Not get uh, dust in her eyes. Yeah, uh, and she talks about how that costume made her. It's pretty funny. I forget the issue, but they bring yeah. it up. Oh, that's funny. Um, so yeah, you should pick it up. It's a really fun book. And what I really like about it, there's these really cool like double splash pages they do. Hmm. So the artist will do a double splash page, but in it he'll draw like action sequences. So it'll be dialogue. So he basically just got rid of the boxes or the the uh, frames. Sure. And you just follow it like a puzzle it's really cool there's this one where she's climbing through a duct system on the space station and so each time she goes through a different area she's saying something it's really well done Hmm. um so yeah you should pick it up cool it's a it's a fun little book that i don't think is very popular but it should be yeah um so yeah pick up spider woman at colorado coins cards and comics awesome um yeah man we haven't done that in a while yeah and she's uh she's fighting the hobgoblin right now so it's pretty fun cool 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 so yeah Awesome. See, I bring in stuff back. And look for a new article tonight of uh, my favorite Spider-Man artist, Sal Basuma, and I put together my favorite uh, frames or pages or splash pages he's done. Sure. And I put it up. Panels. Panels. Yeah. There we go. Uh, And I'm writing an article about it right now um, because I think he's kind of like a forgotten one. Yeah. And he's great. So hopefully I'll finish that tonight. Awesome. Cool. But we love to go see movies, and the place we love to see movies is the Alamo Draft House. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitz-Ross. I'm Armstar. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. And uh, not my student loan account information. <laughs> For some reason, that came up. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I see movies in his student loan account, but... <laughs> the student loan keeps me from seeing movies, that's for damn sure. Man, the, the, uh, the pre-show this week for, for in front of Logan was really good. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so every week, second now. Every week I see that... That uh, that trailer for Raw in front of every movie that I go to. I think Steve's doing it just to piss you off. I fucking hate that trailer. <laughs> this week I was with my mom. I, dra- I dragged my mom and dad to go see Logan with me. And she saw and the trailer for Raw. Yeah, when it started, I literally leaned over to her and went, you don't need to watch this. You know what Raw reminds me of? Fucking the Neon Demon. No- yep. Yes. It does. <laughs> yeah, but So the- you should love it, James. <laughs> but there's more rashes in Raw. And I have a problem watching people scratch rashes in trailers. Like it just feels uncomfortable. <laughs> do do they throw up perp- perfectly shaped eyeballs and eat them? Because that's happens in Neon Demon. Oh, spoilers, man! Yeah, if you want to see a shitty movie, fucking go ahead and good. sit through two hours of boring. It's so fucking. You know, good. actually, that movie is only an hour and forty minutes long, and it seems like it's four hours I long. Know, yeah, because you're you're just in hell the whole time. No, it's, it's great. Fucking garbage. <laughs> oh, no, sir. We're going to talk about fucking garbage this week. Uh, anyways, so they're uh, doing a few things this uh, next couple weeks over at the Alamo Draft House. Uh, the big one is Riled Up. It's a John C. Riley film and bluegrass celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, so for two days. Which is an awesome idea. I'm sorry, three days. They're showing uh, a lot of John C. Riley films. Yes. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Is the tenth, which I've never seen. You I, haven't? That, no, oh, it's pretty no, good. No. Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's it's right. uh, it's very dark. It's very dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chicago is on the eleventh. Nice. Step Brothers movie party is also on the eleventh. Fun. Uh, the Lobster is the eleventh. <laughs> 
hey, you want probably the best movie party you're going to go to all year? Walk like, Hard, the Dewey Cox story is also yeah. the 11th. Uh, yeah, Walk Hard, the shitty Cox story. No, no, you're wrong on uh, that one. What is it? Gangs of New York is the 12th. Magnolia nice. is the 12th. And Talladega Nights movie party is also the 12th. Uh, Magnolia. No companion. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty, that would be good, too. That would be good for it. <laughs> Because it has bluegrass music in it. I know. I like him. It's funny because I see the trailer for that every week. And I like John C. Reilly a lot. But I watch the trailer and I go, man, he's really hit or miss for me. Because like half of the stuff that's on there I hate. And then half of it is like fucking Magnolia. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, now that we've met each other, would you mind if we never see each other again? <gasps> oh, that movie's so good. So, yeah, that's uh, basically what's happening this week at the Alamo Draft House because you, you can tell it's a John C. Riley party mm-hmm. as their specialty screenings. Because, because he seems to be the main character of Kong Skull Island if, based on the trailers, yeah. especially only- that first one. <laughs> uh, there's, they have some Q&A with Kong tomorrow night, but oh, I, really? it's sold out. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, I don't know who's the Q&A with. Because mm. it didn't. I guess I could have read the information. Part. Probably, probably King Kong. Yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like being in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Is it true you're having an affair with Brie Larson? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be sweet if she turned into Captain Marvel during that? And like, <gasps> and the the way Kong gets to New York, she throws him there. She just starts saving children from rooms. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Brie Larson's great, by the way. Yes. Yep. Excited. Yeah, that's what's happening at the Alma Draft House. Cool. Uh, what do you want to do first, James? Uh, how's about some news? Cool. It's real news. You guys want to do some news? Uh, the Oscars happened this last week, and it did. <laughs> I don't know. Mostly predictable things happened. I don't know. Until um, the one thing that wasn't predictable happened. Right, until La La Land half won and then Moonlight won and whatever. And then there, there's this big conspiracy that they did it on purpose to get people to talk about the Oscars again. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> I forget where I read that. Yeah. I uh, Probably Breibart.com. I know. I didn't read it. I didn't watch them this year, so of course we were recording. I heard it from a time. guy in a parking lot. His name's Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna skip to like the most recent news, which is the Deadpool two trailer uh, is released. <laughs> that was too damn funny. Uh, they, <laughs> it's a trailer, but it was a sizzle. It's, I mean, a, it's a teaser. Unfortunately, because I saw the movie today, I already knew that I was in front of it. It would have been cooler if I'd never found out about it till I went and saw it, Logan. So they like I found out that there was a secret trailer, but I didn't read anything. And I, I of course thought about it. And was like, okay, it's Fox. Like, what could it be? You know, Deadpool mm-hmm. comes up, um, and then it wasn't until. But but the next day, like Saturday morning before I went to see the movie, it was the number one thing on Reddit was like, hey, they leaked a new trailer for Deadpool. And I was like, motherfucker, come on. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Uh, but the way they sneak it in is really cool because it's actually on the film reel. Yeah. So I, at the Alamo, I got through all the trailers. And I'd even asked Steve beforehand. I was like, hey, is the secret trailer on this one? And he goes, oh, yeah, it is. And so I got all through all the trailers and was like, oh, I guess maybe we're not getting it. Like, Steve lied to me. What an asshole. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it started. And I went, oh, cool. Man, it's really good. Yeah, it's fun. Even my afterwards, my dad was like, is Deadpool, like, really funny like that? Because that was good. I was like, well, yeah, but with a lot more dick jokes and blood. So... I don't know, you know, like Dan starts talking to him. I'm like, Dan, don't tell my parents to go see Deadpool. No, you tell them to see it. I, actually, my favorite no. my favorite joke in um, the trailer is when he's changing in the phone booth. If you look to the right, so Cable's name is Nathan Summers. And in it, on the phone booth, there's graffiti that says Nathan Summers is coming, but it's spelled C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Right. And that's awesome. <laughs> 
My parents Wait. told me they tried to watch Deadpool recently, mm-hmm. and they they it wasn't the dick jokes or the blood or anything like that 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 they couldn't understand what was happening in the movie. <laughs> They were like, first they're flashing forward in time, then back in time. Your mom and I just shut it off. <laughs> like every X Men movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And mercy. yet they and yet they love every other X Men movie. <laughs> but, you know, Deadpool is really funny, and you know, I, I feel the same way about Logan, where people are. I, it's Sunday, so now they know it's made like eighty nine million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are shocked that superhero movies rated R will make a lot of money. They shouldn't be. Because most people that read comic books are my age. Right. So making them rated R doesn't matter. Well, and this one in particular needed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we will get there. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day is getting a 3D release on August 25th this year. Woo! Um, which I think is cool. I don't know yeah. why I'm excited for this, but I totally am. Terminator 2 is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, totally why. Just All right. Any excuse to see it in the theater again. That That is partially it, yeah, because I've never seen T2 in, well, in a you know, theater. You know, it's seen it look great is when he has Linda Hamilton pinned down. He <gasps> says, call to John. And the, that needle's coming right at you. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Well, or the, um, the, uh, uh, the, ho- the chase. The, uh, in the in the in the uh, hospital when he comes through the bars, oh, yeah. that might look really cool. I was gonna say the L.A. River chase might actually oh, look pretty yes. badass. Oh in 3D. yeah, the LA River, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, hey Ryan. Yeah. Did you see Emily Blunt this week? Oh yeah. Did you see Emily Blunt dressed up like uh, she's Mary Poppins? I cried a little. Because <laughs> 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 uh, everyone on the podcast, knows, I, I love Emily Blunt. Yeah, and, and I like love a, Mary Poppins. I know. And seeing the two together. It's pretty good. She it got is the bag and everything. It's pretty good. It's awesome. It, yeah. it, it's it's crazy that they. I always think it's weird when they shoot movies so far in advance. Mm-hmm. Like so, it doesn't come out till next Christmas. So right. we still have like a year and nine months before it comes out. Yeah. So, you know, twenty one months of waiting to see her and Dick Van Dyke on the screen together. Wait, is Dick Van Dyke in it? Mm-hmm. <gasps> but they haven't said he's not playing that. Bert again, is he? Uh, I don't think so because I think it takes place in. Uh, 1960s, so it'd be 30 years after the first Mary Poppins. Okay. Um, oh man. You know, I, I had this interesting <laughs> conversation with. I, I don't know if he was, I was having it with, but they're telling me that "Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious" is the best song in it, which is a great song. I'm going to go ahead and say "Let's Go Fly a Kite" is the best song in uh, it. Yeah. Um, it's either that or uh, "Feed uh, the Birds." Feed the Birds. But I, I'm a big yeah. fan of "Let's Go Fly a Kite" because it just signifies everything the movie's about. Yeah. And it makes me cry. And because uh, you can't ignore your kids, no matter yeah. how how famous you get. Oh no, he doesn't play Bert. I'm sorry, he plays the old banker. So he plays oh. a part he already played, but he doesn't need like the makeup or anything, obviously, because oh, he's already that's old. That's cool. Yeah, oh, man, yep. that's pretty great. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, we got a new trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man Tell Dead Dead Man's Chest Snows Tales. Dead, yeah. dead Man Tell No Tales. Dead Men Don't Drive Cars. You know yeah. what I what I do like about the trailer <laughs> on the streets is um okay yeah never it has the the one thing I don't like about the trailer is it has the obligatory uh like Jack Sparrow like wink wink stuff, but when they get past the Jack Sparrow stuff. Yes. I think it looks cool. Yes, because I think bringing in different people to make it mm-hmm. visually makes it look pretty great. Well, I mean, I've said that's the the only reason I'm excited because it is, is because of the people who direct. Oh, that's it. right, they're the Contiki guys. Yeah, they're the Contiki mm-hmm. guys. Um, though this looks nothing like Contiki. No, <laughs> um, but it seems pretty dark. It does seem dark. Well, and they're saying it's the final chapter, which is interesting. Or at least in the trailers, they they say yeah. that. 
which is weird because they haven't like said that in any of the promotional stuff. But I, I think that makes sense. Uh, the the thing about it that uh, the only reason I bring it up is that we get into a little bit of story, so that that way. Because for me, the first trailer, I was like, oh, man, like another just like CG villain. Like, that's not what I wanted. But then they give us some of the story in the trailer. And I was like, oh, like this is actually kind of a cool revenge story. Mm-hmm. Like that part of it I like. Um, and getting Barbosa back, I think Barbosa looks really good. Um, like he looks weirdly more realistic and less like Barbosa yeah. in a weird way. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm interested. I, I, I've, even the fourth one, which isn't the greatest, there's still some fun to be had. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that – I'm actually hoping this one's really dark. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Speaking of uh, uh, of dark and not dark, uh, the Alien Covenant trailer came out this week. And it's pretty um, awesome. It's really awesome. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of weird things about it. So there's no James Franco in the trailer, period, which to me is bizarre because I'm like, well, even if, he, even if he's the first one to die, like <laughs> – Man, you're not gonna like use well, a little, you know. I still use his the, stardom to get the people. Trailers there? are a little misleading. Yes, because they're like, oh, these aliens are back. Yeah, something has to happen. Well, there's for Michael Fassbender to get there. Yes. Oh, he, there's a whole Michael Fassbender plot that they're not they're not leaking, and there's also real quick shots of the neomorphs, like the little guys mm-hmm. from the end of the last one, uh, or the from the end of, of Prometheus, you know. But then they. But those are all like real quick shots, and the mm-hmm. only stuff they linger on is the xenomorph shots, um, which brings me to the lighter part, which is there's that shot at the end where like you see the xenomorph, and it's creepy looking, but it's also in the daylight, which as I've said in the past is like not how I like my xenomorph, right? Because like even that yeah. that scene in, in Alien Four where they're swimming in the water, and you're like that would be so badass if the lights were off, you know? <laughs> I think though, I think he's going for. They're on a planet that's supposed to be a paradise planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because what was the original title of this movie? Paradise Lost. Yes. So I think there's a yin nicely. and yang going on here. Oh, oh, no. Very nicely done, sir. Um, but uh, I'm but not just a movie looks... reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> I was I also, educated. <laughs> I also used the product. Um, the uh, I was telling Zach beforehand, though, though that the new Xenomorph like uh, design, like that mouth is creepier. I don't know why it's yeah. smiling at you in a way that like I don't think it was before. Yeah, it, 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 I, I think it looks fun. And, I might hate your face, and I think and I like it. Really, Scott's such a great filmmaker that I can't wait. Oh no, me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's the> <laughs> like this is one of those you know start start watching alien movies now so I can be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for two, just fast forward through that one. You don't, aliens like, you don't like aliens? I can't stand the dialogue. <laughs> Oh, it's fun. The dialogue in that movie to me is so dated. But, but it's um, fun. <laughs> no, James Cameron's not that good. Yeah. No, James Cameron, no, not that good. He's okay sometimes. He's okay sometimes. James Cameron, I think, not I think that it's good. always funny. It's like, I'm finally going to start shooting the sequels to Avatar. We don't care. No one gives a shit. <laughs> the only people who care are the people who work at Disneyland. You had eight who, years. <laughs> who have invested so much landscape and time into building you a theme park that they really hope you deliver. No, I, actually, the Disney stuff looks great. It does. Yeah. yeah. But I don't give a shit about Pandora. Yeah, me either. Like, that's the thing. If I were going to go to Disneyland, I'm going to ride the Disneyland rides. Like, I might take, you know, hey, let's walk through, the, you know, Pandora Jungle and see how cool the, the science stuff is. But anyway, uh, the there was just some, some news about the, the Tron 3 film that they were going to make and, like, how it was going to be cool a cool, you know, invasion of the real world story. And then, of course, no one went to see Tron Legacy because most people are terrible heathens. 
Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't make what Disney wanted. Yeah, is the point. It Disney was. Wanted. It was a year where Disney was was not doing as well as it as it wanted to. And um, anyway, so but Maybe then these people realize that the first Tron is shitty and it is. Yeah, it is. But Tron Legacy is fucking cool. I know. Like, it's still sitting on my shelf. I haven't watched it yet. Ugh, I got it. Like but you've six seen months it. Ago. You saw it like in theaters or something. Mm. You've never seen it. <gasps> it's sitting on my shelf. I got it like six months ago. It's really cool. It's part of my Disney movie rewards. It's a it's a good little like father son movie. So I'd say I got it for free, but it took me like twenty Disney Blu rays to get it. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. Um, the uh, anyway, they're talking about rebooting it with Jared Leto, and hopefully he'll bring what he brought to the Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll mail used prophylactics to people, and you know that'll be, that'll be a fun, when you read that, a like, fun time. I don't think the Joker would do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> condoms for everybody. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Can you imagine Mark Hamill saying condoms for everybody? Condoms for everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if if Donald Trump ever uh, tweets it, I'm sure we'll we'll get to hear that. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Beauty and the Beast is gay. So yeah. in the news, <laughs> wait, not the whole movie. Week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, according to Alabama, Beauty and the Beast gay, gay movie. It's the moonlight. Of, it's the moonlight of Disney. See anything with gay people? We don't like your movie around so, here. <laughs> we, we were talking about this before. Uh, before we started that like okay so basically that little dude from from the original animated Lefou. movie who is always like hanging off, off of Gaston he loves Gaston and is pretty gay in the animated because, movie I mean, pretty much no one's as tough as Gaston right um which if you did it what i was saying was like if you did that today in a live action version of the movie i think it would feel very offensive so if you don't just say like yeah he's just gay and Really into Gaston, just like all the women who are fawning over him, it makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a, I guess a big deal. I know it's so funny. Uh, every time I think of Gaston, my my friend Brandon is really narcissistic, and it's his favorite like character in that movie. It's because it's him. <laughs> I know he's, he loves Gaston. I'm like, mm. it's pretty much yep. Spencer Kane's attitude towards <laughs> that movie too. <laughs> yeah. No, Gaston's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, his song's really great though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and He's I also very good at expectorating. And have they really not? Antlers. Have <laughs> they really not had gay characters before? Like, I feel like there are characters I think that they are. Have. I don't remember though. I'd have to think really hard. Like, you look at it and you go, "Yeah, but." Well, un- unfortunately for the the rest of the world, uh, the world is growing up and realizing that they're not different. <laughs> you know, right? Well, yeah, it, it, um, it, it's a shame that they. Uh, they get to that part in life where you think that seeing a gay character on screen is actually going to influence somebody's natural thinking. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's sad that people still think that. But hey, people uh, think that President Obama wiretapped him. So I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you going to tell people nowadays? You can't. Mm-hmm. Wait, who Gaston? Yes, Obama's been wiretapping yes. Gaston. No, I got to uh, figure out how he does all this decoration with horns and shit. You know what? Just gotta make the White House look like this. <laughs> yeah. How does he? How does he swallow eggs with the shells still on him? Because he's Gaston. He, <laughs> he did it to get healthy and large. <laughs> and now that he's a grown man, he needs five dozen eggs. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys talk about the Star Wars 40th anniversary coming up last week? Um, no, we didn't. They, well, they're talking about it, how there is there's it rumor really that, happening. No. Okay, so, I was gonna say I think we didn't talk about it because the. 
Like the, at the time, the consensus was, yeah, this probably isn't happening. Well, what happened is they did that, like, oh, you know, we heard that maybe it's coming out for fourth anniversary. Makes sense. Yeah, and of course, the entire internet went, yes. Yeah, and then they were interviewing uh, some guy who's in charge of the archives at Disney was in some panel. I forget where he was at, and they asked him about it, and he said, well, the problem they have is that those original films actually do not exist. They do not exist. They they could probably acquire them somewhere. I'm sure there's reels of Star Wars unaltered around yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but how they are and how Disney has them is they would have to go through and take the special editions and like scrub out all the stuff because they don't have that. And there's, I guess they could theoretically do it because I mean they'd make tons of money off of it and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so and, we'll see. I and mean, I mean, there are there are reels out there. I mean, they could do a Jaws treatment where there are reels out there that they could find. Oh yeah. Um, and there's like, you know, there there's the um. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You could so you, we, you can't even go like there are cuts, but there's only DVD quality, right? Like yeah, exactly. The, clo- the closest exactly. you get is the because um, didn't the original show the, were a special like feature on the laser DVDs? Disc. Laser was the original unaltered version? Yeah, yeah. So the la- the laser disc versions are, I think, the highest quality original cuts of the movie. But even uh, be, even original isn't necessarily true because it is, I think, the THX remastered versions. Exactly. It's it's the same version as like the VHS tapes that I have. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. which aren't necessarily what I want. Like, it's terrible because what I want is is a Jaws remaster. Like a Jaws style remaster of that version, right? So I want you to go get the original uh, film. I want you to scan it in, and then I want you to go in and color correct it. Right. Do some of the things that they did on that cut, but so the sound is better. Yeah. Take the black lines around uh, off of the raincore, like that kind of stuff. I do want, like I do want that, which is maybe terrible or, or sacrilegious, but I don't, I don't care. I just don't want fucking, you know, Hayden Christensen at the end, or like all that's all yeah, the stuff that's you know, terrible. You know, I mean, this- there's. This, that Hayden Christensen doesn't bother me as much. Oh, I hate it. As uh, Return of the Jedi is the worst offender of it. Yes. But that dancing, like, CGI oh, alien. Yes. In the Max Rebo band. The Max yeah. Rebo band, yeah. I think it needs to get rid of that. Well, the, there's actually stuff in the in the special edition that is really good. Like, um, I think that adding more of the... Um, uh, oh, shoot. I want to say wonton. No, not wonton. Uh, the, the, the big Yeti monster from, the, from Empire. Like, that extra shot of the big Yeti monster I think mm. is fine. Like, there's certain things about the special edition that are really good. Um, but the... <laughs> well, and it, there's even things where, like, as you up-res it, you know, in the higher resolution version, some of the reason why when they go through... Um, uh, uh, you know, at the beginning when he's driving the car into to to the bar sequence to the cantina scene, mm-hmm. like some of the reason they put some of those animals in there is that at high resolution you can see like the the Vaseline that covers the wheels so that you can't so that the thing looks like it's hovering. Like there's reasons why he did some of that stuff, and that's okay. I like I understand that, but at the same time, like yeah, the fucking Max Rebo band and you know. Hearing hearing a Gungan scream, Wisa free at the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just some stuff that's just so over the top. Oh, and I stupid. forgot that. Fuck you, Wisa free. 
Fuck you for making me remember. It's so terrible. Yeah, it's but, why I don't own them. But like, actually, I still haven't bought them because why would I watch those? No, They'll just make me habit. mad. No, um, I don't want to borrow them. <laughs> They'll just make me angry. Uh, the the one thing I actually did like uh, here you can borrow this stuff rash. is they remastered Song of South in 4K. Really? Does that mean we're going to get an imminent release of Song of the South? Why did they do it if they're not going to release it? I don't know. Where, how, where did the news come out that they're they, doing that? Uh, you have to read the interview with him. It's on Digital Bits. Oh, okay. Uh, it's really interesting. Huh. Um, so I, it's just a private print for Trump. I was just <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was really good. We only release it to KKK meetings. <laughs> yeah. They pay well. That's terrible. That's just terrible. I yeah, I, I still think they could release that film if they did, like, you yeah. know. Disney Vault shit. Have, have yeah. Martin Lando introduce yeah. it, or not Martin Lando. Um, <laughs> well, or Martin Lando, whoever. Um, no, uh, you know who I mean. Leonard Malton. Leonard Malton. Have Leonard Malton introduce it at the beginning and be like, or that dude who does Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. Be like, this Robert Osborne. Yeah. yeah, this movie is a classic. Yeah, just think of the time to, it was made. Welcome to the Gold And just love the Briar Chicken. Patch. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, the only real reason is to for zippity doo dah, right? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. I don't, don't want to watch it. That sounds boring. <laughs> I just want it to be out. I just want to have the conversation about racism. <laughs> oh man, cool, cool. What are we doing next? Uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. All right. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Is that Aladdin's lamp? It is. <laughs> the guy stealing Aladdin's lamp. So the, diamonds, Pete. so the diamond's more valuable than the lamp that grants you three wishes? That's true, man. He could get millions of diamonds. Did he use the lamp to get the, the, the thing? Yeah. The, oh, that's weird. Speaking of Disney, Moana is out this week on Blu-ray. I haven't uh, seen it, so I'll have to pick that up. You didn't see it? Mm-mm. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It's so good. It should have won Best Song. And I love La La Land, but, man. Well, I had a feeling that I was going to win Best Song. It's too iconic. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackie is out on Blu-ray this week, so Zachy's yeah. been tapping. Uh, whoop, page isn't loading. Uh, Super Bowl L.I. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl Lee. Lee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like Jet Lee, but Super Bowl Lee. <laughs> there was something about the, the logo on the on the field looked like it said LOL because they put the symbol between <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, like, this Super is Bowl cool. I, the archive is doing this? They, Sorry, I'm, I'm looking ahead. Yeah, yeah. See, this is why you can't sit over here. <laughs> uh, Blake Edwards' SOB, which I have no idea what this is. Zach? That is a movie that inspired Kevin Smith. What a son oh, of cool. a bitch. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Finian's Rainbow, a uh, movie from 1968 mm-hmm. with Fred Astaire in it. Yep. It looks like he's going to dance. It's, and some. It's, it's kind of lame. These very short women are, are in danger of getting stepped on while he dances on top of them. I think he plays a giant. No, it, uh, I, it's, I'm, it's a Coppola movie from before he did The Godfather. And I, it, as in well-intentioned it was, it's just not that good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the brand new testament. Uh, God exists. He lives in Belgium, mm. which is <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Looks th- funny. I, yeah, that, the trailers <laughs> for that were pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I thought that came out like four years ago, but still. Uh, Colors, which is the Sean Penn Robert Duvall movie about painting. It's getting a shout selects release. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I am colors. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's my only Sean Penn I can do. <laughs> that or is a is I'm a bad really I am sad. Sam. <laughs> I'm really sad. I'm Sean Penn. Yeah. Uh, I think it's actually a movie where there are cops. I don't think it's about painting at all. I think it might be about 
I think it might be about racism. Yeah. Uh, man down. Uh, Shia LaBeouf plays a bald guy. Uh, he carries a gun <laughs> and some stuff. Uh, I bet this is a movie about PSD, uh, PTSD. PSD. Right. PSD. <laughs> uh, just just from the from the cover. That's what it looks like. Uh, the Eyes of My Mother is a movie about some eyes that aren't in a woman's head. I think that's a horror film. That's it is. Uh, that's from Magnet. People really liked last year. Oh really? Oh okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, hands down, one of the best horror movies of the year. See, people doesn't, really liked it. Doesn't say which year, but of one of them. Uh, speaking of horror movies, uh, I believe this is Shout. Though I, we talked about this last week, but Pulse, the ultimate shocker. So, I, do you know what this is? So, is it actually the movie that the well, that the Chris and Bell movie is so based you, after? No, because there's a there's a Japanese one, and I'm pretty sure it's the Japanese version. Okay. So the American one with Kristen Bell is a remake. Yes. Of the Japanese. This I'm is, pretty sure it's a Japanese this version. This is a Paul... Well, I think maybe last week was the Japanese version. This looks like an 80s horror movie... Then I don't know. ...where a woman gets electrocuted. Because it's Paul Golding and Roxanne Hart. This yeah, does, definitely not this the Japanese yeah. version. Um, a tense little thriller... <laughs> It's a tense little thriller <laughs> with a touch of Stephen King. Wait, <laughs> wait, no, no, sorry, I so it's overly that. long. It's a tense little thriller with a touch of the Stephen Kings, which is is the newest disease affecting film <laughs> this day, these days. Yeah, you don't want to catch Stephen King's guys. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, call your local Centers for Disease Control for more information <laughs> on the Stephen Kings. If uh, if you do want to catch some Stephen Kings, though, uh, good news because it's only four eighty nine on Amazon right now, so you can get Pulse real cheap. Uh, and then Incarnate, the movie where people eat crosses. <laughs> Remember when uh, I was in Punisher? <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckhart's Oh, it's Aaron Eckhart. I thought it was Thomas Jane. No, yeah. No, it's Aaron Eckhart's unrated people eating crosses movie. Uh, we didn't see that, did we? No. Okay. I oh, no. See the devil. Devil Devil among us. Devil... Free, devil free us from loves the devil. us. De- yeah. <laughs> devil loves us. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. <laughs> Deliver us from evil. <laughs> I like devil loves us more. <laughs> devil love, devil love, loves us. This I know. <laughs> Is that funny, Kelly? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's pretty much everything. Um, whoa, wait. Except uh, t- t- <laughs> Tupac, Assassination 3, Battle for Compton, which is... I think a sequel to Assassination 2, Tupac? I heard you talk about this on the show last week. This is week, the most confusing thing. And I didn't believe it, and now I'm seeing it. It's, this is the same cover. This this scares me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Anyway. In such a weird way. Yeah. So that's this week in Blu-rays. Check it out. Nice. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment we call What We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. James, what'd you watch? Ah! Okay, I'm going to do two things, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. So, um, uh, I got a chance to see Hacksaw Ridge this week. Um, yeah, I was actually I was at Target, and they had a steelbook, and the steelbook looked cool, and people had said such good things about it that I thought... What, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, like, I'll just pick it up, you know? Uh, and man, Hacksaw Ridge is real good. Um, there's some slow-mo shots in it that I don't think are great, like, and I think that's actually the reason why I gave it, like, four and a half stars. On on Letterboxd, um, but it, I, I think it's also just because of the budget of the film, um, which was a lot lower than what they had wanted it to be. But man, does it tell a fantastic story! Like it's one of those things, and they they talk fantastic about this on the true story. Yeah, oh yeah, and it, it's it's something that 
you should you should watch the special features on the Blu-ray when you get a chance because um, they talk about how you know you've got this guy who I, I don't want to give too much away, but you know it's in World War II. He wants to go into to like he wants to enlist, but he's a Seventh Day Adventist and can't touch a gun, um, so he wants to be a medic and save people. But you know he's got to get through basic training, um, and and then of course once he get in and he becomes a medic, he saves a bunch of people, right? Uh, and they talk about the fact that he's he's this guy who is so humble that his entire life, like, you know, right after the war, Hollywood kept trying to buy his life rights and he never let them. And so it's a story that, you know, except in military circles and uh, among the Seventh-day Adventists, no one really knows this story. Like it was it was certainly one that I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you're watching this film and you're hearing about what this guy did and I was lucky enough to to go into it pretty blind. You know, I knew just everything I just told you. Um, it, as, as the events unfold, like it's really harrowing and cool. Uh, I, the, the steel book is pretty cool. And the, the image on the back at least gave me a clue of like, this is weird, but it was like this curious thing where I saw the image on the back and went, what the hell is this? Why is this a thing? Uh, cause when you find out why the movie's called Hacksaw Ridge, you're like, this is amazing. But at the same time, like, why the fuck would anyone go up there? That's terrible. <laughs> why don't you guys stay at the bottom? Um, but uh, it's a like really... A, sounds like a Sergeant York type of story. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a really fantastic film. It's definitely one that people should see. Uh, I gave it to my folks because it's not quite Saving Private Ryan violent. Um, there's one shot, really, like the very first shot... First half of the movie, there's basically no battle, no war, and then the second half is all war. And when it starts, he makes sure that the first shot of war is bloody and rough and, like, you know, shakes you awake. And then it's, you know, it's almost, uh, it, it feels very reminiscent of a um, full metal jacket kind of thing where the, the, the movie could almost be cut <laughs> in half. And the first half would feel like a hidden figure's you know, kind of historical drama. And the second half feels like a rough Saving Private Ryan, like opening sequence of Saving Private Ryan uh, film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's beautifully shot. Uh, the, what they are able to do on the budget that they had is, is really amazing. Yeah, because it was um, only like, what, $40 million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their original, like, request was $80 million, So they, <laughs> you know. Um, I think the actors are all really fantastic. It's weird. Um, uh, um Oh shit! What's his name? Andrew, um, Andrew Garfield? Garfield? No, no, no. Well, Andrew Garfield is Mel amazing. Gibson? No, no. Um, the guy from Swingers, uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is in the movie, and he's really good. But there's something about him this time where you just don't quite buy him. Like he's almost when he's trying to be an asshole. There are times where he also kind of seems nice because he's Vince Vaughn, and so I just like he's really hard to like ride the line. I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just sometimes his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but he's also a character who's not in the movie a lot, uh, but is ba- and is also based on a real guy, right? So I think it's one of those things where you don't want to write the guy to be such a complete asshole because the real guy saw the like was alive to see the movie, um, which is is pretty incredible. Uh, I think it's it's 100 percent worth worth checking out, and would absolutely have kicked the Jungle Book off of my list if I'd seen it last year. Um, as soon as soon as it was over, I was so moved um, that that I was just like, oh yeah, this is definitely in that top ten spot. Yeah, I need for to me, see it so. then. Oh yeah, yeah, no no no. So when I get it back, I'll I'll be sure to lend it to you. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, I also got a chance to watch a little movie from a few years ago. I think 2012, uh, maybe before that, uh, called Blue Like Jazz. 
which is based on what a... What is it called? I'm sorry. It's called Blue Like Jazz. Okay. Um, you, you don't need to remember it because I'm going to tell you not to watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, it's based on a, a book that I really love by Donald Miller, but it's the book is a series of essays. Like each chapter is sort of an essay about you know, what it was like to grow up as a Southern Baptist and then go to a really liberal college and, like, his sort of relationship with his own faith and, and how, you know, difficult that was at times. And I, it's a brilliant book. I, the problem is is that... Uh, and then he went to write another book about... That, that talks some about when these guys showed up at his door and were like, hey, we want to make a movie out of your book of essays. And he was like, why? It's not narrative. Like, you can't do that. Um... And then they taught him all this stuff about like, well, you know, we gotta, we're gonna take your life, but we're gonna change it to make it more dramatic. Mm-hmm. And the problem is they did that too much. Um, and so, you know, so much of the conflict in his actual book is really good, and you can make a great story out of it. And I think they do the the last sequence. Basically, it it it, it turns Donald Miller as, as into a character, obviously, and then makes him like just all this crazy shit happens like his mom starts banging his youth pastor and then gets pregnant and that pisses him off and like it's all this shit that didn't actually happen in his life and and it seems so bizarre like it's like they're trying so hard to create conflict dramatize it yeah when the conflict is you're a christian at a liberal college like that's all it is like you know you're surrounded by people who think you're an idiot like make that the movie and make it really earnest because What's so great about his book is that it lets things be complicated and messy. Like, it lets that question be something where you go like, yeah, I believe these things, but man, do I really hate the church because man, we're a lot of assholes. Like, the spoilers, but it it ends with him building a, a confession booth in the middle of campus. And then when people come into the confession booth, he apologizes to them for all the terrible things that Christians and the church have done. And it's a really huge, like, moving moment. Um, where he's being very honest about like who he is and how he feels and mm-hmm. and it's such a great climax to a story but it's not the climax to the film that they made like it's the climax to this great book he wrote and then the the rest of the the hour that happens before that is like this real schlocky dumb christian people movie where like people are hacky and terrible um, and it's, it, I think part of why it makes me so mad is because I love the book so much and it undermines so much of what is great about that book um. So yeah, don't watch Blue Like Jazz. Yeah, uh, wasn't planning on it. It's really too bad. Because <laughs> um, I think the story itself is one that if you've done a good job, you know, religious or not religious, you, people could have watched the movie and be, and understood the conflict. Right? It could have been a doubt like movie where you watch it and go like, oh yeah. While I don't necessarily relate, I understand this you know human dilemma that this guy is in. I, I, it's it's really a shame. Um. And then the very last thing was uh, actually about a week and a half ago, but we didn't get to review it last week. Uh, Ryan and I went and saw Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Um, Why'd you remind me? <laughs> because, dog, we have to talk about this shit. I'm kind of just uh. going to sip. No offense. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and listen to you guys because I've been waiting for this all week. Oh, wow. So I had not seen the first one because I love myself. You Shocker. <laughs> So went into this totally blind, other than having had Ryan's review of the first film, where he described the entire plot of the film in an effort to make us understand, <laughs> which I only ended up going like, 
So when is the movie like taboo or interesting or like anything? It doesn't exist. Uh, and the best way I can sum up the first movie, it's two horrible people who have unsexy sex. <laughs> yeah. So one of the great things that your wife told me before the movie started was that the first two films take place over the span of three weeks, which basically means that every 20 minutes of the film are a day, which means every scene is about six. You know, like none of it makes any sense. Um, so the first movie, you know, ends and like he spanks her and she's like, that's terrible. Yeah, she spanks him and it, he, he crafts yeah. the land. Yeah, oh, it's just, I'm, I can't do that. Uh, which is crazy because you knew what he was. Yeah. But um, this one starts. So uh, there's no plot to no. this movie or it's conflict. Fucking, it's garbage. The The characters, like, she says, like, I just like the movie starts and they're separated. Yeah, and she she's seems lonely. Yeah, and like five minutes into the movie, she goes to this art gallery where the artist, who's her friend, has just put up photos of her, but like shitty, shitty, like like I'm innocent portrait photos. Yeah, no, they're they're like Hollywood like headshots mm-hmm. of her, mm-hmm. and they're but they're hanging, you know, giant forty inch uh, posters yeah, of, of but, her. But what you have to realize too is. She doesn't know that he put these pictures of her up. No, she's just shocked. She's like, <gasps> it's pictures where she's like, has like a finger, like touching her lower lip. Like, <laughs> gosh, I know. Didn't you know when he took the photos? What did you think he was doing? Yeah. It's like, fucking garbage. Yeah. And they're, and they're like this shitty black and white. Like it's fucking high school garbage. And then some like, <laughs> then some, like <laughs> high school. Garbage. This is the point at which you, I started laughing well because and then is it his, no that's not true is his agent or his friend comes up and she says you sold all your pictures yeah and she's like wait a minute to who and there walks dorian fucking dorian gray dorian gray christian gray christian gray i was gonna uh, be like dorian, dorian, dorian gray <laughs> enter this yeah. fucking movie. and then fucking sean connery shows up <laughs> he's like i got a submarine yeah and, uh, like, and so he bought all the pictures. And yeah, she's he like, bought them all. You bought all the pictures? He's, and he's like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. No, 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 no. He said, I don't want anyone else looking at oh, you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> he's terrible. But I missed one of – I missed it because I lied. The first thing I – the first time I started laughing was the first scene because the movie opens in 1924 oh. when this little boy <laughs> – What? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this little boy is running part. through this, this like movie. sepia. <laughs> he's running through this sepia-toned kitchen, and he goes and he hides under this under this tiny little table, you know, like and it looks like it looks like this little kitchen table, like from a like a 1920s kitchen, right? Okay. Where everyone's impoverished and there's yeah. no food, uh-huh. and there's a tablecloth that hangs over the side. That's and it's, dingy. It's dingy and ratty, <laughs> and it's falling apart at the corners. And then you find out it's not 1924. This is just his childhood when he was a kid. But apparently he fucking grew up in 1924. Like, it really did. Yeah. Like, it looks like a flashback. Even, even, like, his dad who was abusing him wore, like, the wife beater that was stained. Yeah. And- yeah. Like, he's got his cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve. <laughs> I made that up. I made that up. But it, it So it kind of looks like invoked. the guy from that dream in Freddy's Dead. Yep. <laughs> that that oh. big fat guy yeah. who's like, give, me, <laughs> give daddy some sugar. Oh, it's just <laughs> terrible. So I started laughing then and was like, what the? He grew up in the 1920s? Uh, and then they cut all this garbage where she goes to this thing. Um, this is, and he's this like, is convoluted and sounds yeah, stupid. This, this is 10 time. minutes. Is it 10? 10 minutes? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh. This movie is long and nothing <laughs> happens. So, they, yeah, he's like, oh, well, I want to take you to dinner or whatever so we could talk. So they go to dinner. And 
I don't know, she agrees to start dating him again. Yeah. And then they bang. Um, yeah. Well, first she says, I want to take it slow. And then like, yes, she's like, I want to take it slow. She wants to get spanked. Yes. Then she, which is the thing she didn't want to do at the end of the last movie. Yeah. So she broke up with him because she spanked him. But then she gets, she says, I'm not even in the, in the course of the same conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where she ta- says, I want to take it slow. I want to take it slow. But I don't know if I want you to love me or spank me. Well, what do you want me to do? The Tell me. Yeah, or no, no, she straight, she he, he straight says, like, tell me what you want, and she says, spank me. And I'm like, what, what is this character? Like, and also, not, not really, like, dominant, submissive behavior, no. necessarily. It's just rough sex. Yeah, like, and, and it's just, so now it's like, she's the one in charge. But, but it's not. But she's being stalked by one of his subs. <laughs> yeah, so then, okay, so that happens, and about 20 or, th- 20 or 25 minutes in the movie, where they're, like, hanging out. Oh, because there's also all this garbage where, like, she works. She's got this job at a printing press. <laughs> it is 1934. Uh, she's got a job at a printing press. And her, her boss. I, every time I saw her boss, I was just thinking of, like, the big bad wolf from, like, the Disney yes. cartoon <laughs> in, like, yes. a zoot suit, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and he clearly is attracted to her mm-hmm. um, and is angry that she's dating this guy. Uh, and... But nothing happens there, whatever. It's there again. There's not really a conflict there. Um, and uh, anyway, so she's dating Christian Grey, and they start banging again. And uh, and every scene where they're not banging, hilarious. Just dog shit dialogue. It is. I mean, there's time. They have no chemistry together. Neither of them are even trying to deliver lines. And I swear, ninety percent of the dialogue was questions. Yes. Where? What do you want me to do? What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I, I was so mad. And I, my wife didn't understand why I don't enjoy hate watching because I hate incompetence more than anything in this world. Oh, I had the best time. And yeah, so James likes it. My wife likes it. And I'm just sitting there just seething. I, I, I can imagine you fucking... being very angry coming out of that movie. There was a point where uh, after the movie, Brooks was like, because Brooks was with me, there was a point where she was like, she wanted to lean over and ask me, like, do you need to leave? Like, I've never <laughs> seen you laugh this hard. Like, I was un- there was genuinely a time where I was laughing so hard that when they started having sex, I was relieved because it wasn't funny anymore. I could just breathe for once. Yeah. Like, so many dumb things that happened in a row where, like, he says something stupid and she, like, runs out the door because she's like, I'm not going to do what you say. And then she runs into the rain. And then there's this <laughs> that terrible song where it's like, sometimes Superman, Superwoman needs Superman. And you and I were livid. Yeah, I was so Absolutely mad. livid. I was um, so mad. And, oh. So my favorite, actually, the one part of the movie that I thought was really funny <gasps> Uh, was so he flies a helicopter. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so he's got to get to Seattle. He's got to get to Seattle. So he leaves, and on his way back, they. So they, wait, is he a billionaire or something? Yeah. Like oh that? yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. he's like a trillionaire. He's yeah. got so much money that it no one. Matter. Like yeah, he just buys companies. He's gonna buy her company. Yeah. What does he do? He wants I don't to. No, he doesn't <laughs> fucking do anything. <laughs> Sometimes he he spanks a girl. Like I don't know what he does. Who gives somebody a so, trillion dollars to spank a girl? <laughs> so, anyways, he's flying his helicopter back, and it catches like on fire, and it. Oh, crashes. good. So he's gonna die. So yeah. So it oh, crashes. Literally. So there's a space. Laura was in the bathroom. There's a space between Ryan and I, and I just reach over like hand on shoulder, and we're so excited like, that he's gonna die. <laughs> 
Like, I so want him to die. And Even, I thought, he's going to die, and she's going to have to, like, Laura Croft herself into the jungle <laughs> to go get him, like, the edge or something. I was excited the movie was going to... Because then we're, like, an hour and a half into the film, and I went, oh, great, the movie is starting now. Yeah. <laughs> so th- the helicopter crashes, and there's, like, these news reports. So uh, what's her fucking... Anna Anastasia. Oh, that's right. Because I can't even remember her name. So she's oh. so she's there, and um, and her fa- his family's there. Yeah, and they're, they're all watching, like they're all in his swanky apartment because they're like billionaire, fucking fucktard Gray is, Gray is is lost in the woods from his helicopter. Yeah, <gasps> and they're all sitting there. <laughs> Marsha like, Gay Harden's there, and everyone's really sad, killing because, it because fucktard Gray is dead. <laughs> And they say, oh, we just got word that he's on his way back to Seattle. And not even a second later. The sentence is it. The newscaster is not finished saying that sentence. And you hear like, ding. And the elevator opens. His penthouse opens. And in walks Christian Gray. Like oh. like he called the news from the yeah. 14th floor on his way to the 60th and was like, hey, guys, I'm fine. Yeah. And I'm he, in the elevator. It's okay. And then he also says, what the hell is everybody doing here? What? And his face like, has like. No one knows. Like has scratches on it. <sighs> oh, fuck this movie. It's so terrible. And then, of course, he's okay. And his whole family just leaves. Yep. Just they, they see him and they're like, oh, great. You brought us the elevator because we had to go. Oh, wait, we totally skipped over the part. So he was burned as a child, like on his chest. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. And so like their first their first the first time they're back together, like before they have sex the first time, mm-hmm. like they're cooking, you know, like they're adorable couple. <laughs> we're cooking food because he always just eats out. But she's like, no, we're on a budget now. Yeah. And I don't just your want trillion you dollars. Your you're a trillionaire. <laughs> and and she's like, so we're going to cook. So they're cooking together. And she like comes up behind him and like puts her arms between his like she's being cute. And he's like, no, <laughs> you know, you you know, that's off limits. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is so wrong with this guy? She, he makes her with lipstick draw around his chest where yeah. she's allowed to touch. She's not she's not allowed to touch like she's his not chest. allowed to chest his muscles basically. Yeah. Basically his pecs and his like six pack. Yeah, she can't are touch off him. limits cuz that's where he got burned with cigarettes. <laughs> like a day, two days later, they're taking a shower <laughs> together and he lets her wash off the lipstick that's still there. Yes. Well, but remember, it all takes place in 3 weeks, so it's probably only about 4 hours. Oh. But what? but 3 days worth of things have happened. <laughs> They've gone to the beach <laughs> they went for a boat ride like all kinds of things have happened if you're you know? confused zach so are we so are we at some point during your guys's review i'm looking back at you you and the tv <laughs> oh yeah we're also we're all watching mickey mouse right now <laughs> and i'm like poor, uh, poor kellen he doesn't know what we're saying here <laughs> but he's gonna hear this years later and go like is that what my dad was doing while I was oh, watching fuck. cartoons? So there's this whole... <laughs> I had to laugh about it. But this makes no sense. It oh, oh This just makes wait. absolutely no sense. This sounds like garbage. Uh, do you know was... uh, Kim Basinger's in it, too? Yeah. Why did they drag her through the mud? <laughs> okay, so so literally, because I, because everyone knows I haven't seen it, Like uh-huh. when Kim Basinger both uh, first shows up... Uh, and what's her both, role in this whole thing? Well, I'm about to tell. I didn't know until both your wife and and Brooks both like leaned over into my ear and was like, "She's the woman who molested him as a kid, but he likes her still, and she's not a man." And I was like, "I don't need to know." But she's like the villain who like she thinks you know because he's supposedly into BDSM stuff, even though that's never in the movie. Um, and, <laughs> you sounded like, like they, Jim Carrey for a second there, <laughs> which is. Never in the movie. <laughs> they talk about it like like he's really into domination stuff, and you know, he's got all these ex subs, 
and he's got like a torture room, but he clearly doesn't actually like any of that stuff because he never does it. But um, <laughs> she's like the one who taught him how to do all that, and she keeps coming to Anastasia and is like, "He's never gonna love you. He only likes torturing women who look like his mom," which is always a safe bet when you're looking for a guy. Get the ones who like beating up women that look like their moms. Yeah. You know? Always fun times. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. So, okay. So, the actual, like, what's supposed to be the plot is that, like, maybe the second time after they have sex, because they have sex like every other scene, because um, the movie's just porn. Um, so, she's, like, in bed or in her apartment or whatever, and, like, this woman is, like, in the background. Oh, that's You know, right. and then disappears. And so, like, one of his ex-lovers... He's, like, obsessed with him, and, like, after he dumped her, like, she went and got married, and her husband died. So now she's just stalking him. And he, he like, has a whole team of spies who follow all yeah. the women he's been with. <laughs> so, like, he always knows where they've all been. Right. Like, watching your eyebrows go up just now, I was like, yes. No. What? Exactly. He might be worse than Edward Cullen. And Edward Cullen can kill you with his penis. So, <laughs> I, like, that's it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh, so that's, there's this whole story where, like, this ex, you know, sub of his keeps showing up, and, um, and then there's also, so, I told you before about his, her boss, like, there's a scene where she goes to work, and her boss, like, pins her down and is gonna rape her, Mm -hmm. and then, like, she escapes, and, but that's not the conflict of the film, because it's gone in two seconds, because he is magically outside with a team of badasses who he sends in to beat the guy up and then he buys the whole business and fires him <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck like every conflict disappears in seconds because he can buy it right because he can just buy things <clears throat> right like not dying in a helicopter yep um and what did he buy that one from god yeah well no he's got a <laughs> teleporter in the helicopter i mean come uh, on okay teleported into the he didn't save that woman with him but teleported yeah, into the hel- did into they the say what happened to his assistant no idea i'm sure she's fine <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter she doesn't have money she doesn't count um, so, uh, but then they go to this party, right? So you've got this intrigue going on. Is that on. the masquerade in the trailer? Yeah. So they go to this masquerade ball and there's this dude who I didn't know you, he's in a mask, but like, it's supposed to be like, he's following her, but this is before her boss tries to rape her. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it ends up by the end, you find out that the dude in the ball was her boss, but uh, he has no motivation to be there yet. Like, because he, it makes no fucking sense. He's a bad guy in the next one. Oh, yes. Because he's smoking a cigarette, and he has, like, purple makeup below his eyes. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's on drugs now. I'm sorry. You you fired me, and now I had to do meth. Um, And then at the end, okay, and so then the the plot with the woman who keeps showing up, Uh that that comes to to an end where there's one of those scenes where she pops up in her apartment all of a sudden, Uh only this time she's got a gun. And then Christian just shows up and tells her right. to give him the gun, and she does it. And she gets on her knees like yes, she's submitting to his Right, dominance. because she's been like brainwashed. Again, always a good sign of a man you want to marry. Uh, he can brainwash women. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so she does that. He, he, he mind controls her, and she gives him the gun. So also conflict over. So then the next conflict is like he asks her to marry him, and she says yes. And then he asks her again. Mm-hmm. And then he asks her again. Yep. He asks her to marry him three times. Um, but she said already yes already, right? <gasps> right. Yes. Yes. Yes, she did. So so um, is he like Jimmy two times from Goodfellas? <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, so that's then that's concluded. Yep. Would have been um, funnier if this was 
uh, a BDSM movie with Jimmy two times from Goodfellas. <laughs> so, oh, but they don't get married in the movie because nothing that, happens in this. movie. That's the next one. Yeah, you got to save that for the for the climax. Yeah, that's buddy. what we we're privy to though. <laughs> is uh, trailer to the new one coming out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What there was called? a trailer for the new one. They shot them at the same uh, time. Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> that's a fucking stupid title. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was a trailer for the new one, because, you know... Okay. Yeah, keep the shit moving. It's like the Lord of the Rings. We shoot them all at once. Guys, I I just don't care. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah. it was your review of this was highly entertaining, and it was... highly... It had a plot development. <laughs> it had characters I cared about. <laughs> it us, had performances us. that I could totally dig. <laughs> characters you cared about were us, the audience. And I really want to make a fake trailer called Fucktard Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! It was so bad. It's just, like, I was it's just a cross-eyed. That. It's a cross-eyed Christian Grey going like, "Can I spank your bottom?" <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, all I think of is uh, Dewey from Scary Movie. I told you to leave me alone when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> I like. I expected bad. I did, but I also expected like twice as much sex, and I expected it to be like edgy and terrible, and not just like. HBO. And it's just terrible. Yeah, it's mm. just like, oh yeah, they're just they're just having sex. Like, I could see this in a in an underworld movie. Yep. Like, what? Why is this special? I mean, I guess she's naked a lot, but okay. I don't get it. Yep. It's real bad. Yep. Wow. Zach, what'd you watch this week? <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't watch Fifty Shades of Darker or whatever the. F- you 50, can Fifty Shades of Sunshine, whatever. I don't know. Um, so, um, I only watched a couple things. Um, so I was out in LA recording, uh, uh, a guest spot on a podcast. So cool. I had a lot of free time. So I watched Freddy versus Jason again. Nice. Um, that movie's great, except I realized how poorly edited it was. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you read the making of it though, uh, they, they had a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> I always think the movie's funny. It just goes from like exposition scene to murder scene mm-hmm. to exposition scene to murder scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like, man, we got to figure out how to make these mythologies work. <laughs> but it's still fun to watch Jason kill a lot of people. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I like uh, burning Jason through the cornfield. Yep. That is badass. Um, I watched Crystal Lake Memories again. It's a great documentary. Yeah. It was, it was, it was definitely worth the, worth the rental fee. And uh, I'm telling you, you get the Blu-ray. And listen to the commentary on it. The commentary is really good. It's like even more extensive oh, yeah. and shit. <laughs> the commentary nice. of a documentary commentary yeah. about a movie. <laughs> well, they talk about how it's hard to get a lot of the people. Yeah. And some of the people wanted nothing to do with it. And uh, it's one of the few times I've heard that people like Corey Feldman. So, you know, huh. there's that too. Interesting. Nice. Um, I also saw a documentary called uh, Going Attractions, which is about um, American drive-ins. Nice. Cool. Um, which uh, they sell it at the 88 drive-in that Brad and I always go to. Mm. And I've never picked it up for whatever reason, but it was free on Amazon Prime. So I watched it. It's very interesting to uh, figure out that uh, there used to be something called Buck Night. What is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not not Fuck Night, Ryan. Buck no. Night. <laughs> um, where um, you could fit how many... If, if you... Depending on... Uh, <laughs> it was funny. I'm sorry. No, it's just, uh, Kellen is crawling all over Ryan. That's all yeah. anyone listening needs to know. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, Buck Knight. Um, uh, so Buck Knight is a terminology where you could fit as many people as you want into your car and you would only pay a dollar oh. to go inside the drive-in. Yeah. But there were people 
sneaking inside their trunks. Sure. So it's like it's like like immigration guys. <laughs> um, but uh, it uh, like so you'd see Except like the stakes are all it's like the inspiration lower. for that scene in Greece where they're all at the drive-in and you see all the guys getting out of the trunk. Oh sure. That's not fake. That's real. Oh. Like that's something people would do. Um, and they also talk about the development of like how the drive-in movie used to be a family affair and then it slowly but surely. Goes off a cliff into uh, exploitation films and X-rated films and stuff like that, hmm. and they're trying to explain how it's making a comeback nowadays. Um, and they showed our own eighty-eight drive-in in the documentary, which is nice. pretty oh, cool. cool. Um, so uh, um, they also showed one that uh, I remember going to when I was a kid, which is uh, it's this motel where, and I think it's out in the middle of northern Colorado, where you um, uh, you check into the motel. And right next to it is the drive-in. And if you don't feel like going to the drive-in in your car, you could just watch it from your hotel room. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And all, and the only thing you have to get up for, really, if you want anything, is like concession snacks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was pretty cool. And um, last thing I watched, like, so as you guys know, I work at a thrift shop. And sometimes rich people throw away their shit. Yeah. Uh, so I got Toy Story 3 on Blu-ray um, oh, from the uh, thrift shop for two bucks. And... Um, I watched Toy Story three again, and uh, and you cry at the end. Yeah, yeah I did. Say, yeah. yeah, I was. What else can you really say except that movie makes you ball like a little bitch? Know, every but, time he's like, Andy's the best. I mean, uh, Woody's the best sheriff in town. I'm like, oh god, he's the best <laughs> sheriff. You're gonna, make me, you're gonna make me cry on the podcast, and we're not even watching the damn movie. Oh, um, I love. I thought that was my favorite. Um, my favorite character in Toy Story history has to be uh, Michael Keaton as uh, Kendall. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think I think Bonnie might be the best performance of an animated character ever. Like That's that possible. little girl is so adorable and lovable. Like she feels real mm-hmm. in a way that no animated character ever feels that real. Absolutely, man. So so that's all I watched this week. That's a good list. Uh, I gotta catch up on it because I missed last week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, I watched. Uh, that wasn't supposed to work. I just uh, used my left finger to. Um, well, I guess they do that now on iPhones with the fingerprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, when Trademark was going out of business, they were they did these like slash sales on their Blu-rays, mm-hmm. and I waited a long time to get this one. I waited till it was seventy percent off, and it's called Venom, and on it, it's like this girl in um, underwear, and there's like a snake. Snake in the back. movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, Klaus Kinski's in it, um, and he plays like this hitman. So the movie's really weird. You mean international madman Klaus Kinski? Yes. So it's like a heist movie. What? That? But they're stealing snakes. No. So what happens okay. is, is this little boy uh, is part of this wealthy family, and the dad wants to take all the money. I forget the exact setup for it because I watched it like a week and a half ago. Sure. But basically, what happens is. As the dad is trying to get all the money from the mom, and he's gonna hold, they're holding, oh, they're holding the kid ransom. So the kid is like has asthma, and so he has these. So it's not their kid. It is their kid. So he's holding his own kid ransom, but they don't know that he doesn't know the dad's involved. So the dad's holding the oh. kid ransom with a with the gang oh. led by Klaus Kinski, the man on fire style. Exactly. Spoilers for man on fire. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Uh, so, anyways, the kid goes to the pet shop to get his like to get a snake. But they accidentally give him a black mamba. Oh no! And it gets free in the house. What snake was he supposed to get? Some like garden variety. Something that looks snake. like a black mamba. No, he's not. supposed to get 
He just his snake back, but they mixed up the packages. Like this was supposed to go to like some zoo. <laughs> but oh, they man. mixed up the packages. We had this black mamba here. <laughs> so it's this weird like mix of this like cop drama with this snake uh, like in the house. And there is some actually pretty effective moments in it when the snake attacks the maid, and it it, it gets you know she dies from the the black mamba. Yeah. And, uh, and the movie is actually not that bad. I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be like one of those like sleazy like exploitation, super gory movies. But the snake is kind of an afterthought. It's more of a heist movie, ransom kind of. Ah, oh, you have to watch it. Yeah. That just happens to have a snake yeah, in it. Yeah, it's too bizarre to describe, but it's not that bad. And I was actually surprised. And the cover is really cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's why I bought it. Cool. Uh, and so it's and the Blu-ray is. It, the the transfer is really good on it. Uh, it only has a couple special features. Um, I don't know. I guess you can get it on Amazon if you're really interested. But I, I guess it's, a, it's actually it's a pretty popular um, blue uh, like seventies eighty early eighties seventies movie. Yeah. Because it's funny that Fangoria you gave me on the back is an ad for the DVD for Venom. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I guess this is it's popular enough where there's a DVD and a Blu-ray of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's fun. Uh, I also watched uh, Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine's Day special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so the reason I watched it is, do you guys know anything about it? Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's made I by, the, it's uh, made by Lonely Bang Island. Bang oh, really? So, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll watch this. And it's really fucking funny. Yeah. It's, so it's like a telethon with Michael Bolton. <laughs> and, uh, but I have to tell you. A no talent well, ass clown. So, yeah. So it opens with Michael Bolton like singing about Christmas in July and everyone's like it's and the song is like it's only five more months to Christmas <laughs> and, and Santa comes like Santa shows up and he's like oh hey Santa I've missed you he's like Michael I need you to do a telethon because I need 30,000 more kids because I made too many presents this year <laughs> so the whole point of him doing a telethon is to have 70 it's maybe 75,000 more kids conceived and the only way to do it is with <laughs> is with his uh his sexy music <laughs> and then there's a uh and Andy Samberg plays <laughs> Kenny G in it and so he comes up and he says you've lost the the power and Michael Bowen says what power you cut off your hair and so, <laughs> it's the most zany it's super funny though. I can't even describe like what's going on in this movie, except uh, at the end, uh, Michael Bolton gets his powers back, and all the children <laughs> are born. <laughs> he gets his powers back because they're like I think like seventy five kids short. It's it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> seventy five kids short. That sounds great. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun and it's really cool to see Michael Bolton kind of like have fun with himself and uh are there like people answering phones so yeah. that, like you call every but, time like, you've you've made a kid yeah yeah but it's like all <laughs> it's all famous people so oh, okay, like yeah uh like maya rudolph's in it like it's basically the lonely island yeah, dudes in right. there and kenny g's in it too <laughs> <laughs> does but he doesn't play kenny g no so andy samberg plays kenny g and then at the end of the little bit with michael bull and andy samberg uh Kenny G's playing a janitor, and he's like, man, <laughs> fuck those guys. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty great. Um, uh, oh, good. That sounds good. I got, uh, so you mentioned that Scream Factory is doing these retrospective things. Essentially, yeah. What they're doing is they're, like, highlighting or spotlighting on Facebook their catalog titles. Yeah, so they put out this double feature of X-Ray and Schizoid, 
And the reason it piqued my interest is their Canon film slashers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And on Amazon, it was like eleven eighty nine for. It's like fuck it, I'll get it. So I only watched X Ray, and it's like uh, it takes place in a hospital. Originally about a guy named Ray who gets killed, and now he's undead, so he's yeah. X Ray. Pretty oh, close. Man, that would be good. Um, so I like how you said pretty close. <laughs> so it, the original name was Hospital Massacre, and the opening of the movie. It says 1967, Susan's house. So in case you didn't know where you're at. And it's these <laughs> kids playing with a train set that they got for Valentine's Day. And this other boy named Harold leaves a Valentine for Susan. And they just laugh at him. And then they go, they cut to him like looking in the window. And he's like, like he's really mad that they just threw his Valentine out. So Susan goes and makes a snack or gets candy. I forget what she does. So wait, X-Ray was made about my life before my life yes, existed? unfortunately. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so she goes and gets candy, and she comes back, and her little brother has been murdered, and he's hanging from, like, a a coat rack, like his jaw. You know, like those standing coat racks that looks like a leg? Yeah, yeah like so the portable like, order. Opinion, so he's yeah. been stabbed there. And then they cut back to Harold, and he's like... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then cut to, I think it's like... 16 years later or something and it's uh nobody cares so the star of this film is the beautiful barbie benton and she's from playboy so of course there's it's a canon film so she has to get naked at some point mm-hmm. there uh so she has to have an examination and the doctor's like take off your clothes that's it's weird not how i want that to happen no. in a movie nope and uh, so it's basically just this dude killing people all through the hospital. And can you guess who the guy who's killing ho- people through the hospital is? Let me guess the guy who was Ray. laughing maniacally. The how did you know? Been... How did you know it was Harold? And this is how stupid the movie is. Because I can relate to him, Ryan. <laughs> this is how stupid the movie is. So you meet him. You meet him before as the Dr. Harry. So ah. his name's Harry. <laughs> like to fool people <laughs> instead of going by Harold. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Harry. 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 <laughs> uh, I also watched uh, When Harry Met Sally, which is a brilliant movie. Harry. I'll um, have what Harry. she's having. Uh, Harold. It's interesting when you uh, you watch it and uh, Billy Crystal supposed to be like this sex goddess to women. You're like, hmm. I, can't really, can't really <laughs> well, I think, yeah. But I think the, the him and Meg Ryan are great in this movie. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be normal. Yeah, like it, the movie's really funny. They look like normal people. That's part of what's and so charming. It's, about it's uh, you know Rob Reiner, and it's it's really so good. it's really clever. Uh, the movie's really fun. Meg Ryan's really great in it. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I don't know what else to say about uh, maybe the most popular. <laughs> is he eating the chips? Yeah, sorry, your kid's being cute. He's, is, he's is feeding Pringles. Dinosaurs, to the dinosaurs prefer Pringles. <laughs> is it the most famous romantic comedy? Probably one of them. It's really yeah, known like even, for that scene yeah, that, that I just quoted. Yeah, it is. But like that's the scene that like makes or breaks the movie no. for some people. It's just it's just the most memorable. Yeah, but that movie is fantastic. It is. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know who says that line, right? Meg Ryan is mom. Yeah, Estelle Reiner. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really, uh, and then I watched a uh, wet, hot American summer. I got the yeah. Blu-ray cause it was only like five bucks at target. Yeah. And that movie is so funny. I forget how like weird it is. It's so good. <laughs> and just like all of their stuff. You want to be inside it's essentially me? sleepaway camp to a degree. Yeah. I, I forgot that, uh, Christopher Maloney character gets like talked to being normal by a can of beans. And you're yes. just like, this is, and, and, and I just love the scene where Paul Rudd like makes a mess out of like the, 
Janine Garofalo's character comes and says something to him, so he takes the plate and like shoots it across the yeah. the cafeteria and says, "You need to clean this up." And he just goes, "Ugh!" And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, makes a fit as he picks up yeah. everything. But the it's, most just, he, he's, it's like he's four, and you yeah. ask him to clean up after himself. It's so funny because the camera angle never changes, God, so good, and it stays on him for so long while he's cleaning it up. Yeah. It's just so bizarre. And then I watched it again because as I was looking at the bonus features, one of the bonus features is uh, with added fart sounds. <laughs> so for the whole movie, it's just... <laughs> and these guys laughing while they're doing it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And I forgot. Oh. They, do, they don't really do special features like that anymore where it's just oh, stupid. Really mm-hmm. But it's literally... It goes through the whole movie. I watched it again. And this guy's just going... <laughs> throughout the movie. Oh, that's great. That's funny. And the fe- this bonus feature actually says, now with fart sounds. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a, it's a funny movie. Lots of famous people are in oh, it. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah. Uh, those guys... The, it, the famous Joe Latrulia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a bunch of... Uh, People before they're really famous. In oh that yeah, film. a lot of them. Yeah, uh, you've you've seen you've watched the show already, right? Uh, I've watched a couple episodes. Of oh okay, it. yeah. Um, and the <laughs> very last thing I watched is my Emily Blunathon continued with Wild Target with uh, Bill Nighy, um, and uh, Rupert Grint in it. I and remember seeing a trailer for this when it was coming out in theaters. How was it? It was actually pretty fun. It's uh, so Bill Nighy plays uh, in a hitman, mm-hmm. and Emily Blunt is a thief. And he gets hired to kill her, but then someone gets hired to kill him, so they have to kind of work together. Um, and it's it's basically like a British comedy. Um, it's got Martin Freeman in it. Yeah, and as Martin Freeman, he's a bad guy too. Cool. <laughs> the dinosaurs eating dinosaurs chips. eating chips. That's funny. Good thing Daddy's going to vacuum today, anyways. Oh, stop being cute, kid. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun. No, oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't remember seeing this at all. Cool. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty fun, and it's and, you know, obviously it's not one of her best movies, but it's still a fun movie. Like I can watch it; I'll watch it again. Um, it, yeah, it's fun. Awesome. So yeah, it's uh, so yeah, I watched a lot it's <laughs> the from, last couple weeks. But... It's from the guy who wrote Clue. Yeah, and directed Clue. Yeah, there's some uh, pretty funny part, and you know, you directed it. Jonathan Lynn. Hmm. Wow. Man, Clue is great. Yeah. That's cool. We should all watch Clue. We should all. <laughs> Emily Blunt should be in Clue. Emily yeah. Blunt should be in a Clue. She, is. she should be in everything. <sighs> she can do anything. She could be Miss White. You know, when I'm Flames. through her like filmography, she's literally in comedy, horror, musicals, dramas, thrillers. She's thrillers. what you'd call versatile. She is and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I love her. Dang. And I finished watching Parks and Rec. That show's pretty great. Yeah. So would you say that that blunt was smokable? <laughs> Bad joke. Go home. <laughs> She's huggable. Oh, no. I bet she smells good. Creepy. She probably does. <laughs> but I like her husband a lot, so I would, right. you know. Yeah. Who's her husband? John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Oh, wow. They've yeah, been married for a long time, too. Either. Yeah. <laughs> they just had their, second, they had their second child. That's why this year <laughs> she's only in, like, voiceover roles. Yeah. And that's why I took... I think that's why, actually, Mary Poppins got delayed a little bit is because they're waiting for her to uh, finish Be off of taking care of her mother, uh, being a mother and stuff. Uh, <laughs> taking care of her mom. Taking, oh, yeah. <laughs> taking care of her child. Cool. What's the dinosaur doing? 
Uh, eating Dice chips. Eating chips. How was Lego Batman? <laughs> uh, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we went and saw Logan. Yeah. Zach, should people go see Logan? Absolutely. All right. James, should people go see Logan? So give me a second because I'm going to get hyperbolic. So I cried at this movie a lot. And I got real emotional about halfway through when I really started feeling like this movie is is the fulfillment of a promise that Brian Singer and Sam Raimi made to us over 15 years ago that characters and stories that we all cherish so much were going to get treated with a level of talent and respect that they deserve uh, that was going to create something new and beautiful. This this movie is on par with a lot of great Western crime films, but is probably the best superhero movie that I've ever seen. Um, I genuinely walk out of this emotionally affected in a way that I usually am only like hit by really good indie dramas and that kind of thing. Um, I to me it's better than Dark Knight. It's better than Sp- Spider Man Three on on a fun part. <laughs> Spider Man Three, Spider Man Two <laughs> it, on a on a fun level. I think it's better than Spider Man Two, and on a dramatic gravitas level, I think it's better than The Dark Knight. This is for me the best comic book movie they've ever made, and yes, I think that everyone should go see this movie. Um, I I was amazed. Uh, heck, it's one of the best westerns I've seen in a while. It's uh. I don't know if you have to rush out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, this, I knew you were going to do that. No, uh, it's everything I wanted it to be when I fought, saw the first trailer. Yeah, where and more. It, it's one of those films where I'm watching it, and you know, superhero movies get to a point where it's big and bold, and everything's great, like you know, Civil War style. Yeah, but this movie is one of the first ones where I'm like, oh, they haven't done an action scene in a long time. Yeah. I mean, not that I care. Yeah, I'm not anxious just, for them to. You know, you're sitting there watching it, it in a performance, and I, you know, emotionally too. It it got me at the end Ugh. as well because I think you've gone on this journey with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and he just encompasses. I mean, because if you think about it, he, I think James Howlett, the character of Wolverine. It was born in like the 1860s or something. 1832, something like that? Yeah. yeah, so you're basically, he's almost 200 years old. He's seen all his friends die twice. He's seen all his friends die twice. Because he of, went back in time. Yeah, a lot of people don't remember. The reason why he has adamantium again is because he reset the timeline. Right. In uh, Days of Future Past. Right. So there's this great, too, this emotional thing with... I guess we should do the trade before I start spoiling stuff. I know. I was going to say, you're doing a James. I know. You're like, it's just, the movie's awesome. I cried at the end. I did. I cried in the middle. Um, and it's just great. So here's the trailer for uh, Logan. Uh, you, use the one with uh, Johnny Cash. Of course. <laughs> Hello. You know, you gotta pay for that, right? Hey, come on. Not okay!
got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get her. No. Holy fuck. And we're down. She's like you. Very much like you. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone come along. Someone has come along. This is what life looks like. People who love each other. A home. You should take a moment. Feel it. You still have time. Two days on the road, only one meal and hardly any sleep. She's 11, I'm fucking 90. Because when the trailers and when the credits rolled and they played that song, I was like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, they played a different song, but it was still Johnny Cash. Yeah. But it was a good um, Johnny Cash song to use. Man, the performances are so good. Like, the, Can we talk about Shane? How, can we oh, talk yeah, about it's how an allegory. Oh, God. It, I knew everything was going downhill when they played that much of Shane. And I was like... He is the last gunfighter in the valley. Huh. Uh-huh. Oh, the last gunfighter in the valley has to I leave know. at the end. <laughs> yeah. I know. This is all going to be bad, guys. <laughs> well, it, it, it deals with so many. <laughs> That's how I felt. I know. It deals I know. with so many interesting things. And I, I mentioned it before that he's almost 200 years old. Yeah. He's seen his friends die. He's, he's, a, he's, he's emotionally like 300. Yes. Yeah. He's gone back in time. Yeah. He's tired of healing. Yeah. He's tired of being Wolverine. Oh, man. You know, he's just saving up money so he can go out on a boat but you don't even really know what the point of that is it's just like that's what i think he, he wants and... to get away yeah but but yeah it's it's like one of these weird things where it's like he and xavier have talked like we're gonna get a boat and go out in the ocean i think part of it is he the only person left that he actually cares about is xavier and xavier can't be around anyone right and he he also he's like doing things that he doesn't actually like to xavier to keep him safe right so he's mm-hmm. he's feeding xavier these pills to suppress his his powers. Well, his powers because you f- you find out and you kind of get it at the beginning yeah. that he's actually suffering from Alzheimer's, so he yeah. can't really control his powers anymore. Yeah, he has these strokes, and when he has a stroke, he almost kills everyone within a couple mile radius. Yeah, um, like like uh, 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 Caliban says, like no, when it happened, I couldn't breathe. Um, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, guys. Um, I want Patrick Stewart's Oscar on his mantle yesterday. Oh, because then that oh, I don't even know where to start. Can I? Can I? Can I start with where I? Th- where yeah. I cried? Finally cried in the movie. Yeah. Because this movie was taking a while for me to like. Because I was enjoying the experience. And I'm like, where's the emotional part going to come from me? Because I'm. I've been, as I've said before on the show, I am 
a huge X-Men movie fan. Mm -hmm. I've been with this series in the theaters since day one. Yeah. It's when he's in the bed. Really? Just before that he dies. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Because. Why don't you have a heart? Because <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, and you just spoil. Uh, Charles Xavier dies in the movie, by the way. Yeah, we're getting. Wait, 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 wait yeah. to go. Hardcore spoilers. We're Hardcore in spoilers. spoilers. We're so in spoilers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Build up to it. <laughs> um, it's the. It, it's it's That's it's speech. not even that moment. It, it's the moment. It's what he's saying. Yeah. Is like it's about this man who built this dream. Actually, you know what? Yeah, no, it is still is this moment because it's about this man who built this dream that has collapsed upon him colossally. Well, and he yeah he has that great moment where he's like, man, this is. One of the best days I've had in a long time, mm-hmm. and I know I don't deserve it, which is this weird twist on that character, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, well, he's a, they hint at it, but he's responsible for the death of the X Men. Yeah, which it, which kind is of, a weird twist on the original book. It is, but they're also a twist on it because remember he's in the comics he's done it a few times, right? Wh- whether it's onslaught or old man Logan, whatever, well, what. Logan killed. Yeah, him. Well, spoilers was, yeah, for Old Man Logan. Yeah. Xavier is not the one who killed no, the X Men in Old Man um, Logan. Yeah, but, but you know, same. It's similar, just sorry. Go ahead. You no, know, you know the scenes I I loved with uh, Logan and Xavier is whether they're in the truck and is you know how long has it been since you took a pill? Yeah, he's like a couple of days, and he's, and it, they just it's the most real I've yeah. ever felt like dialogue was when you hear. Because at first it's kind of jarring hearing Xavier say "fuck." Oh and yeah, shit. Weird. oh yeah. And then you realize that it's real. Yeah, you know, it's he's as beaten up as Wolverine. So I realized that this movie was brilliant when you could take the superhero parts out. Oh yeah. And this would be an amazing f- father, son, and granddaughter road trip film, mm-hmm. right? Like the emotional gravitas of those sequences where. Where, yes, he's talking about the, the pills he's supposed to take and these relationships they have. And, and, and when, he, when he tells Logan that he's such a disappointment, like it hits. And it doesn't hit in a, you know, because we were supposed to save the world together. It's a, I, I brought you up to be a better man than you are kind of moment. And that's so rough. Like in a real, like, yeah, cause, Little Miss yeah. Sunshine scene kind of way. Jack, Jackman's performance there, too, is like it hits him. Yeah. He's like, really? I'm a disappointment to you? All I'm trying to do is keep you alive. And uh, and you, you, it's an interesting it's an interesting play to have. You know something bad happened to him. Yeah. They never explain what happened to him. And you don't need you, to. You don't have to. But yeah. you know Xavier is responsible for the deaths of the x-men yeah or at least or at least some people's deaths right like i i think there's a way to read it where maybe he has a stroke and kills a bunch of just innocent people period and that the x-men have just been hunted to their to extinction to some extent like i Mm -hmm. think there's a reading there too um what i liked about it was that it wasn't that clear yes well yeah we don't don't need that information because the emotion impact is already there right like these are all people who are because carrying a lot of guilt and shame about who they are which is the X Men. Yeah. And how many times has Wolverine turned his back on a? You know, I'm not a team guy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just the whole arc is just amazing throughout this yeah. film. It's it has tons of weight to it. And it, it's just, we haven't even talked about what is to you know the main story of the movie, which is Laura. Who I, I think part of what's great about that story is that yes, they're telling this really wonderful sort of Western, you know. Uh, it's a remake of Shane, but yeah, with claws. right, yeah. Like they're telling Shane, um, and uh, but at the same time, it doesn't 
lose um, that feeling of what the X-Men is really about, which is uh, creating people who are outsiders and then that, that, that fantasy fulfillment of, give, of making them powerful mm-hmm. and making the, the thing that makes you an outsider actually be the thing that makes you powerful. Um, and so, like, those scenes where, you know, when you finally get to watch Laura freak out on some dudes and murder them, like, it's actually satisfying because she's so frustrated and oppressed and like that is that is so what the x-men normally is anyway yeah you know the first scene where she does it you don't see her do it she just walks out and she rolls that head and you can feel the audience in in my theater anyway start getting tense oh yeah like oh shit and then a awesome car chase happens with a limousine how about car chases with limousines yeah man it just the the movie's pretty awesome yeah you know it's uh, and it's really cool too. I, I love the build up to Wolverine's berserker rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's the whole movie because he's he can't heal right. I mean, yeah. even in the first scene when he um, his claws come out, one of his claws doesn't come out all the way. <sighs> what an amazing moment! Like, like that's just a, a an adept way to communicate something to the audience um, and to set the stage for how rough this movie is going to be. Yeah, because there's even uh, one of my favorite moments between uh, Wolverine and Laura. Is she he, Wolverine says, and any other that bullshit Charles has told you. He also says that you want to die. Oh, yeah, is that what he said? He told me not to let you. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Or don't. I forget what the exact yeah. is, but she's basically. Oh. How great is that scene where. Where. Oh, man, this movie is so well written. Where, you know, she's she's not telling him that she's frustrated that he she knows he's going to leave. And. Um, and he says to her, like, no, like, I have to go. Bad things happen to people I care about. And she turns to him and says, then I'm, then I'll be fine. Yeah. And you're just like, holy. And then it cuts. She delivers that line like a master. And it cuts back to Logan and his nonverbal oh. expression is. It is. Like, it's so you, good. This, this movie has so much soul and is telling you such a great story that it's. It's the kind of things that I've talked about in the past when we when we waxed poetic about Arrival and that kind of thing where, like, this is one of those great stories that becomes, like, a, a constellation in your life where you remember, like, this is like that time when Wolverine made this choice, right? Like, it's, it's one of those touchstones for your soul where you just go, like, ah, oh, like, what great character moments that inform the way I'm supposed to live and, and, and have my life be. Um, it, it's just so beautiful. It's hard to not... I think be moved by, by that story, and well, even before the ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the sad parts of this movie are not that he dies. Spoilers. Um, the sad parts of the movie are how much he like, how much shame and guilt he feels for mm-hmm. himself. Even though what's brilliant about this film is that they they go and, you know, he thinks he is this terrible monster, and what they do is they introduce no. Here's what you could be. If you were actually a terrible monster, you'd be this version of you. And there's this cool, like, foil mirror that they hold up to him that's like, no, here's the killing machine that you think you are. And you get to see, like, you, you have this great heart. You are a great hero. You just don't get to see it. Yeah, it, it, you know. That it, actually is better way of explaining X-24 than yeah. I, oh, uh, because yeah. when I first saw it, I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh, it's a callback. First, you think it's a callback. I I thought it was a callback to the first movie where it's Wolverine fighting Wolverine, even though it's not really Wolverine. Right. In in the case of X Men One, it's Mystique. Um, Right. um, But like, I thought it was a callback to that. But then, but listening to you explain it, that 
I like your version better. Yeah, when it first happened, it's funny because <laughs> I told my folks, I was like, I think I've seen too many bad movies because when the when that scene happens where he kills Xavier, mm-hmm. I thought it was a dream sequence when it first happened because it the way that it happens, it's shot the way that a bunch of shitty films will shoot a dumb dream sequence where then you wake up and you go, oh, man, I'm glad the hero's not dead. Like this one, and it, it almost... I almost didn't like it at first because I thought like, oh man, you really wasted that. But it, it works really well because mm-hmm. of course Xavier actually dies at the, in the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And that scene is so powerful. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, you know, you're right. It's, you know, the, the moment has, you know, emotional beats to it and like a hardcore action moment Yeah, where, you know, uh, he, X 24 kills Xavier. Yeah. And then, you know, Laura jumps up and starts attacking him, throws her off, and then he just murders that kid. Yeah. And there's a little moment before Logan leaves to help the dad, and he says, you realize us being here endangers this family. Mm-hmm. And it exactly what happens. The whole family's murdered. Yeah. And... It's actually almost like, in a, in a, in a terrible way, Xavier actually has it coming. Because oh yeah, it's his, it's his fault that they're exactly. There. And what I love about this movie too is it, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is when they pussyfoot around something. Yeah, and in this, it's like, nope, this thing Ed. showed up, killed Xavier, killed the kid, killed the mom, yeah, killed the dad eventually. Yeah. And right. it's you know they didn't say, oh, the kid's okay. No, he, that kid didn't make it. Yeah, it, it's just uh, that's why I think you you don't have to pull punches in a movie yeah. if it pays off. If it's earned, yeah. If it's earned, right. you know, it's earned in that movie. Yeah. It's earned where, uh, you know, the, the little girl who plays X-23 She's is so amazing. She's so good. Like, the rage oh. that she has on, uh, you know, so when Wolverine goes all berserk, I remember I was like, oh, finally. He's yeah. gonna Because it's a great buildup to it. And then he loses it fast. And then when X-23 gets on X-24, and it's just, you know, going, ah! Ah, yeah, it's like I'm like, oh fuck, it's so good, it's great. Oh man, and it's just built and, up so well. And it's funny because they also, you know, Wolverine is one of those characters that that almost has a little bit of that that Supermanness to him, where he he has take he takes so much that it, there's there's not always a lot of love gravity to mm-hmm. his fights, and yet like that last fight where obviously you also kind of know where it's going. Um, if you're really reading the film, but still like he is so defeated all the time. You do feel like this is tough for him. Oh yeah. She is desperate to try to find a solution, right? Cause here's this kid who, who doesn't have a good answer and doesn't really know how to, how to handle this stuff. And like, she's like scrambling for the gun and she's got this idea and like, there's so much great tension in that sequence, even though it's two people who, or it's three people who all have super healing powers and can't seem to ever die. Yeah. Um, and yet it works so well. Uh, it yeah, does. It's, it's, and you're right. You, you don't need the superpowers to make it a great film. No. It's, if you'd taken, if those guys were just beating each other up like they live style, it would have been equally great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I still love, but the, the superhero parts I think are so well done. Agreed. Uh, the, the part where uh, Charles has the breakdown in the casino and Wolverine is using his claws to get yeah. like down and he's and everyone else is frozen because they don't have superhuman strength. Right. And he's just going through and just killing those guys and they yeah. don't even realize it. Oh, it's 
Oh, it's so, so good. awesome. Well, no, they're they're alive. Yeah, that, like the one guy's eyes like move to <laughs> yeah. look at him. Like, shit. <laughs> oh, you know, man. it reminds me a lot. One of a lot of people don't like uh, X three, but one of my favorite scenes is when Wolverine is fighting against Jean Grey. And I think the music is so good in that. And he goes yeah. up to kill her yeah. and his skin's being ripped off. And um, it kind of reminded me of that, but like grittier and cooler, Yeah, you know? Um, so yeah, oh, it was man. awesome. Uh, even Caliban is cool. Yep. Steven Merchant does a good, does a good job. Yeah. And he takes those grenades. Yep. Beware the light. And then everything blows up. Uh, and that dude who kind of looks like the bad guy from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Yep. Yeah. No, the, the movie's well done. That's yeah. uh yeah. James Mangold one upped himself from the first Wolverine. Because yeah, I directed. I really like the Wolverine. Yeah, and, I do. So this, do I. Uh, I obviously this one's better, but um Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's it's amazing what they're able to do. Yeah. And you know, that's what you know I, we talked about earlier. You can make rated R comic book movies mm-hmm. if you tell a good story. Whether yeah. and totally obviously Deadpool's way different. Yeah. But this one I think needed it because it's so dark. It's so. I don't know the right word. It's I guess dark's not the right word, but it, it's to pull off the emotional weight. The emotional weight is it's needed. Yeah, it's like it's like earthy. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it. Fe- I mean, it does. It, it it feels like it comes out of the same genre as a Hell or High Water, No Country for mm-hmm. Old Men. Like it has that tone and momentum to it. I mean, the fact that it takes that long sequence to stop at the farmhouse and let the characters breathe, and like there's this whole little mini yeah. adventure where oh, yeah. they go to turn the water back on. Oh, the, like, the dinner scene is great. Oh, the dinner scene. Oh, it's so good. When the, uh, Logan lets his guard down a little bit. Yeah. And he says, you know, I was kicked out of school a couple times. And there's a whole subplot where, where Laura is very slowly being introduced to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, she's never really listened to music before. She's never eaten Pringles. Like all she, she's never seen cool pink sunglasses. All these little yep. moments that happen, and him having to sort of father her through all of that, and it's it's they're they're almost throwaway scenes for the for the drama of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, they work but they're really charming. well. Yeah, and they and they make you connect to her so much that when the movie flips at the end and she's the one delivering this the very speech from Shane uh, about the 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 last uh, gunfighter in the valley, like. Uh, it's just so heartwarming and wrenching at the same time because you love her so much, you know. And she spends most of the movie not talking. <sighs> so good. Yeah, she should probably go see Logan. Yeah, you should probably go see Logan. You should definitely go see. Though Logan. I mean, not now that we spoiled everything for you, but no, still because I want to go again. I do too. Yeah. <sighs> man, can next week's movie be Logan again? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> no. next week's movie is Kong, which I'm really excited Still about. Still Island. Yeah. Man. Uh, you know, what I love in the trailer everything. The, the, the new one is he takes that tree and he like pulls all the branches off okay am i mistaken or is there a shot where he's being attacked by a giant squid i think there's like a big Maybe. octopus thing it in would the movie. be that would be possible there's yeah. supposed to be monsters that come from the ground yeah so maybe well, there's an undersea one that would be cool like a giant squid that comes up there's and, like this quick shot and i'm like is there a whole action scene we haven't seen anything of where he fights a giant squid probably because that'd be dope and it squirts ink in his eye and kong gets pissed yeah i'm hoping just the little action they've shown is kind of the beginning of the movie yeah obviously there's way more to the movie because yeah people like it and there's a big there's a big like um you know 
sort of homage looking uh, sequence where he fights one of those dinosaur things that, that mm-hmm. kind of looks like him fighting the T-Rex, mm-hmm. you know, where they run at each yeah. other and then they like... Well, I read an interview with the cinematographer and he said he was trying to make it look like Apocalypse Now, so... It does. It does. It would yeah. explain that cool Mondo poster. Yeah. Oh, oh I love the shot of him like standing in front of the sun. Yes. Yeah, where the, the poster where he's standing in front of the sun and all the soldiers are walking on the ocean? What is <laughs> happening? Why are there so many Jesuses? Yeah, that's funny. I, I'm excited. Yep. So off to see Logan again. Yeah. Oh, man. Is that... I think it's one of the first superhero movies in a long time that's not in 3D. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. It wasn't in 3D. What was the other one that... Um... There was something else recently that normally would have been a 3D movie that, that wasn't. Yeah. yeah. And things are starting to pick up, though. Next week, Kong. We got for that Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And then I think it's Fate of the Furious. Yeah. Or wait, maybe that's the end of April. I don't remember. Family. <laughs> Give it to your bacon family. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, it might be the second best trip, uh, uh, Vin Diesel Triple movie X. this year. <laughs> don't get these mixed up, please. <laughs> My hope is that they end up being the same. See, My hope is that it turns out that evil Vin Diesel in this movie is actually Triple X undercover and that real and that the, and that they're going to merge the two films and that it's going to be a movie where Vin Diesel plays two characters in a whole franchise that's what i want this shit needs to get crazy so i've only seen fast and furious fast 5 good you're doing and well and the original the fast and the furious oh so you oh, saw the fourth oh, one oh you saw the fourth fast yeah you, sorry, I, saw, I saw the sorry the title sorry so i so i've seen 1 4 and 5 but I'm going to change that this year. I'm going to watch all of them leading up to Fate of the Furious. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll point you to my collection. I have one, two, five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you have, you have one too many. <laughs> yeah. You don't need two. Two is You there. need one, you need five, you need six and seven. And even need is a strong word on six and seven. <laughs> but you need one and five. One, five's awesome. Five is genuinely a good film. Yeah. Oh, I loved yeah. Fast Five. One is a really good remake of Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rio. Welcome to Rio. Can Vin Diesel yeah. die in this one? <laughs> Just have the rock rock bottom him through like a fucking uh, cement. He turns out to just be a robot, and then he like starts twitching like how he's like, family, 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 family. <laughs> well, I'm already a little excited for this one because Rock You and, never had your car. <laughs> rock and Jason Statham team up. Yeah. So I mean, but at first they, they don't like each other. They have to fight they but they're gonna I, have to team up. Yeah. They're no. I think it's gonna be like a man from Uncle situation where they break. They get broken out of jail together, and then the guys are like, "You guys have to work together." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> but I hate his face. Yeah. That's, I hope they actually say, "I hate his face." <laughs> I hate his face. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why they sound like a. These roided movies up sound like they're Marky written Mark. by like eight year olds with caffeine. And I think they system. are. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel has his kids writing it. No one knows it. <laughs> and then the <laughs> and then the dinosaur cop shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this just then, just, this just then, Kellen has been attached to write Fast and Furious Nine. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you at Skull Island next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast. So you're giving her flowers just because she's coming back?
No, I'm giving her flowers because Zach gave me free flowers. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so let me I let wouldn't... me wax poetically about what it's like to be married, James. Okay. So yesterday we watched uh, my mother-in-law's dog for about a week. <laughs> Jake. Yeah. Aww. And so her mom insists on paying us and mainly do it for free. Yeah. But you know my wife's mom, uh, if we try to say no to her, it just won't work. Yeah, she'll just she'll just drop cash through your house exactly. and, and a vacuum and a car and some food. Pretty much. So <laughs> So she gave us a check for uh a hundred bucks and I just <laughs> yeah. high five. And I just put it in my Ugh, wallet. You're cute. Mm-hmm. And then I told my wife, I said, Oh, you have off Saturday, I'll be home around ten thirty. I said, I'll just cash that check your mom got us. We'll go do something fun. Hell yeah. Whatever. Who cares? And she said, okay. So I get home at 1030. My wife's not here. She shows up like at 1230. Sure. And uh, she said, oh, I didn't think you'd be home right away. It's like, whatever. (laughs) And so I said, you want to go do something? She's like, yeah, let's. uh, Kellen was talking about wanting to go see dinosaurs. That means he wants to go to the museum. He loves the museum. Aw. So we're getting ready. And I'm like, man, Kellen feels like really hot. Big dinosaurs, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you want to play in the water? Oh yeah, they have a their new thing there is they have like a water like science thing. It's pretty cool. Oh cool! Like where the old the uh, like classroom start. thing. Remember the old classroom thing they had there? Yes. Yeah. Where the kids would go and you, they took that out and now it's like water and digging for dinosaurs. Oh cool! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. I, I'd do something like that. <laughs> uh, I, hey, I'm not saying it's that I don't play in it, but I do. So, <laughs> um, so he actually started breaking out in a fever. Oh, so no. we're like, well, we probably shouldn't take him out because he looked miserable. Yeah. Um, so we Let's come... drop him off with the grandparents. <laughs> right. So we, so we come home, and then Laura starts falling asleep. He starts falling asleep like, you know, fuck it. I've been up all night. I'm going to go take a nap, too. So after about two hours, my wife comes in. and She says, so do you want to go out to eat or do you want me to make hamburgers? I said, eh, I don't care, honey. Whatever you want to do. Listen to what I said. I don't care, honey. Whatever you want to do, as so, you, as you wish. See, I would see. It would have been better if I said that, except she's never <laughs> seen that movie. So my wife. What? <laughs> my wife doesn't like the book, so she like won't watch the movie. The book came after the movie. Um, so I, I get up and my wife's acting really weird. I was like, "What is she doing?" And and I should preface this by saying, when I woke up, she made her and Kellen dinosaur chicken nuggets for dinner. Oh, hell yeah. And I said, okay. I said, Where's my dinosaur chicken nuggets? I, I said, so you're, you're not going to make me anything? And this is what she said. You said you didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is so not what you meant. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm, I'm like, okay. What you she... meant was, hey, if you want to stay home and relax, we can do that. Thank or you. if you want to go out, Thank I would you. be more than happy to go <laughs> out you. with you. Thank you. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just make myself something later because <laughs> so I sit down and I start reading a comic and she said okay well you want to get, get some dirt I said yeah dessert I said yeah sure and then five minutes later she says well I'm going to leave I'm like, where are you? I said where are you going she said I can go wherever I want I, said, I, can... I don't need Whoa. no man I, was, I said okay let's, I'll see you later and she came back home I said where the fuck did you go she said, well, I've been in home for four straight days. I get cabin fever, and I just wanted to go somewhere. And if you didn't want to go with me, you should have just said so. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is happening? The whole thing was my idea. And I said, you, you never said that to me. You said, I'm leaving. <laughs> and she said, well, how am I supposed to know what you want? You don't talk to me, and you just pick up your comic books? I'm like, oh, my God. So Ooh. welcome to being married. <laughs> 